0: We could kill everyone. So what do you think? I'm strangely comfortable with it. Yours
1: Mine. There. Hey everyone, welcome to the Yours, Mine, and theirs movie podcast. Good news for all our Patreon subscribers. We've just instituted a triple tax. So <laughs> save up your crops. My name is John. Who else is here?
2: Hi, I'm Roy, and uh, our special guest, Crystal, doesn't know it, but she has walked right into a podcasting ambush with myself, John, and Richard Templeman. It will be a
3: fire
0: fight.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Which segues into me. I'm Richard. I'm back. I'm... Uh Bringing along Crystal for uh, the longest journey of three hours and forty-five minutes, I assume that we'll take today, and we may or may not learn about the game cricket. So that's me,
4: (laughs) and um, I'm Crystal, and I'm only here for the food.
1: Excellent! Oh, that's a good one. Ah, That's great. I had such a hard time with my intro this time. I was like really struggling until a few. Uh, just a, just a few ago, but uh, I'm only here for the food is, that's what I should have used. Melanie yeah. Linsky.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, she's great. Okay. So anyway, uh, hey, Richard. Hey, especially Crystal. Uh, we talked to you briefly last recording, so it's great to finally have you here. Officially, both of you are on the Turning Trekkie podcast, oh, um, yes, which, uh, is obviously close to mine and Roy's hearts because, you know, it's, uh, cause we used to have, We used to have a Star Trek podcast. I say that as if we're not still doing it sometimes. Uh, Momentary lapse of error there, yeah. In my heart, sometimes we don't have one. But, um, yeah, I I just listened to your last one. Uh, I, I may as well use this as an opportunity. You guys just talked about Let That Be Your Last Battlefield. Yeah. And I was waiting for my favorite line in all of star trek to be discussed but i think you guys didn't talk about it
2: and it's
1: the part remember let there be let that be your last battlefield is the big big racist episode well it's not the racist episode i mean it tries to confront racism of course it's not like racist but you know it's the big it's the famous one where one guy is like half white and half black on the left side and the right side and the other guy is the alternating colors like right and left Half, mm-hmm. Halfway going down, and uh, uh, at the beginning of the episode, before they meet these guys, and we have our big allegory about racism. Uh, I think uh, uh, you know, Sulu says, "Yeah, we're heading to this part of the galaxy, the the part of the galaxy that's the southernmost part of the galaxy." Which I thought oh. <laughs> was a really How funny can it be way to most say the southern part of the galaxy. Yeah, <laughs> it does. It does exist. I mean, apparently, because the galaxy spins like Earth like, the bottom part of the galaxy is the... So this could be the part of the galaxy that's, like, on the bottom of the disk of the galaxy. But they had to throw in southern part of the galaxy because they're like, we're about to get into real racist territory because we're in the southern part of the galaxy, kind of thing. Um, And so I always thought it was a really funny line.
2: So... Mississippi Opea, is it in that galaxy? Yeah,
1: Mississippi Opea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, we're not remember. talking about Star Trek. You guys talk very well about the original series, and it's so fun to hear you talk about the third season of Star Trek, because in a lot of ways the third season of Star Trek is my favorite season, uh, because it's so wacky. It's You know, when people think of the wacky original series, it's the third season they're talking about. It's not the best season, <laughs> but it's the wackiest season, so that's kind of fun.
2: You guys covered the, um, the um, Merriweather?
3: yeah Lee, yes. Lee
2: Meriwether. oh, I love Lee Merryweather um we that used to have that yeah, we used to have a couple special awards for the the stud, stud and hottest Chicken. I think Lee Merryweather won a couple times,
1: oh yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. yes, she should she should. Yeah, that was that was fun times, but we're not here to talk about Star Trek. we're here to talk about movies, <laughs> formative movies, and these are movies that Crystal specifically brought to us uh we're going to talk about ever after Colin a Cinderella story, uh Lagon <laughs> Once Upon a Time in <laughs> India, and the colon Boondock Saints, um, but, which is great. And we were just talking off air, and I'm so glad you guys reminded me of this. It's really interesting. Ever After came out in 1998, uh, Boondock Saints came out in 1999, and Lagan came out in 2001. So this is just like within just like a three-year period. And so, Crystal, yeah. I got to ask you. Um, were you like, you know, living on the lower east side during this period, just like seeing all sorts, of, like going to Kim's video, going to cinema a lot? Like, what's your life where this part of history is just encapsulated in the movies you like?
4: You know, I it. I wish I had a good enough answer. I will say, uh, Lagon obviously kind of out of left field i didn't actually see that one until 2008 i think um my now sister-in-law had introduced it to me and i don't even really remember the circumstances around it she probably had to watch it for school um she's just a few years older than i but i so i was like obsessed with Lagon when i was in high school which was 10 years after it came out and then um with ever after that i mean as a child, I feel like that's okay because that one came out when I was uh, four years old. Oh um, wow! So yeah, I'm I got 94. very hear that
2: movie came out. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, I was a ninety-four baby. Um, so the outlier there would be Boondock Saints in that I definitely watched it when I was much too young. Um, Five. Yeah. And I, I think, I mean, my parents were very involved, and I was pretty sheltered, so I don't know how I watched this when I was probably like nine or ten years old i'm guessing it had to do with the fact that i had older siblings who would like have me hang out with them and their friends a lot and that's probably how it happened but that movie was just like so epic to like young me that uh it when i was discussing what movies to do with all my siblings they were like oh yeah you gotta do boondock saints like that (laughs) that movie was just the best movie when we were growing
1: up. <laughs> that's okay. No, that's that's really interesting because – and that's the other thing in the back of my head. I'm like, oh, gosh, I feel like Crystal might be too young for these dates. But that's kind of like yeah. what happened with me because growing up, I really loved John Hughes movies. Uh-huh. Um, and I was like – I was just a little older. I was like seven or eight, probably six or seven. I suppose, when the big John Hughes movies came out. And so I was too young for John Hughes movies, but I'm also the youngest person in my family.
0: Right. And mm, so it yeah. just,
1: like, a, a lot of that stuff, like, passed on and passed on to me. And I was was like okay, yeah, th- you know, these authority figures, these people I look up to, they think these movies are cool, so therefore I uh-huh. think these movies are cool and you know, and I was like and I thought I was like so much cooler than people my own age for you know liking you stuff like you were that yeah, and you I know were. I was i mean I <laughs> yeah. thought I was, and I was, yes, thank you, thank you for that affirmation and confirmation <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, so that's that's really interesting that's 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 wild um but also and we were so surprised last time, but, you know, you said Ever After. I'm like, okay, I've never seen Ever After. It makes sense. You know, you're a young woman, and um, I know a lot of young women who really love Ever After. And, you know, I just had you pegged, and I had you stereotyped. And then yeah. Boondock Saints is the next one. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I haven't figured out this, you know, this person yet. And then Lagan, I had no idea what it was, really.
2: Yeah. So <laughs> these are... The three most different movies we've ever covered in one podcast. Probably, yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, I looked it up, and I think John, we've now in this podcast we've now covered 361 movies of the 500 movies that have ever been made. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we're all yeah, more than years. halfway there. Yeah, <laughs>
1: you
3: you can get there. You can finish soon. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: I think I think Lagan might be the longest
3: Five of movie we want.
1: No, 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 it's not. Huh.
2: Um, you, oh, you
3: watched one longer than Lagon. Yeah,
1: well, we it did. did. It,
2: it, yeah. Technicality, because um, we watched um, Made in America, which is a, it's technically a television series, but it aired at Sundance.
1: Right. It aired at Sundance like in, a movie. Like a movie. Yeah. So we, oh, and it's like six hours no. long. Like it, it, nice. they provided like a lunch break during it. I think. Uh, well,
4: Lagon before it went through all its cuts was supposed to be Seven and a half. Seven and oh, half I hours. saw that.
1: I did yeah. read that. I'm like. <laughs> Uh, okay, I guess, you know, if you take out all the timeouts to the three-day cricket game, that's about yeah. seven yeah, the, hours. The,
2: the cricket game was in real time.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: I think so. Wow. They had a yada yada a few of the m- rounds or whatever they call them.
0: Yeah, Yeah.
3: I know cricket now. I know it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We'll, we'll, you know, we need to debate on on the rules of cricket. Has anybody ever played cricket? Not at no. all. Okay.
3: No. Not at all. <laughs>
1: Uh, uh, I, I will, let's talk about how to play cricket when we talk about Lagon. I played, yeah. I played cricket once for about five seconds
2: in New Zealand,
1: in New Zealand. Yeah. Oh, uh, when I was in New Zealand, some of the Australian missionaries taught us how to play cricket. And, uh, there is a sequence of Lagan where the bowler like halted his bowling and the yeah. person, then the runner stepped out of the crease just for a moment. And then they just like, they knocked the wickets over. And they said, okay, you're out. And I'm like, I don't even know where I'm supposed to stand. You guys aren't explaining this game at all. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's how long I played cricket. And then, so watching Lagon, I'm like, uh, okay, yeah, this is, this is PTSD from not knowing the rules of the game. <laughs> Fortunately, they go into great detail explaining the rules of cricket in Lagon, and they have plenty of time to do it. Just kidding, they don't really, but we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, uh, I don't know, anything else? Do you guys want to talk about these? The movies? The movies, yes. <laughs> <Like in laughs> we detail. can get into the movies. How I say buy- we get into that. Okay, let's get, in- let's get into the movies. Okay, so the first <laughs> movie chronologically is a little movie called Ever After, colon, A Cinderella colon. Story. Uh, it, it originally was called Ever After, but uh, uh, according to IMDb, I don't know if you guys noticed this, according to IMDb, it's called Ever After, colon, A Cinderella Story. I suppose maybe because people didn't realize it was a cind- Cinderella Story. I don't know if that's a right. plus or minus. There have been lots of Cinderella stories, but this is uh, this is the Drew Barrymore one. Um, Roy, are you mm-hmm. in charge of this one?
2: I am, sir. Crystal uh, said I could do it. <laughs> so I'm in cool. charge of this one. All right. So uh, you guys should just know really quickly, because I sometimes forget these details. Uh, you know, 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, and this cost $26 million to make, probably because they built those castles. Um hmm and Mm it made did they actually no they didn't
3: (laughs) no No. don't listen to him (laughs) Uh, but this movie made
2: 98 million dollars that's pretty good for kind of a period of peace romance right yeah uh
1: the 20 million does surprise me i guess i don't know i don't know it's turn of the turn of the century it doesn't seem like it should cost that much
3: maybe the costumes so Mm -hmm. by the way i love the costumes
2: Plane tickets, mm-hmm. I suppose. Yeah. Plane tickets, so, <laughs> Well, and, uh, and what's her head? Uh, um, Drew Barrymore's rider, she insisted on, uh, for whatever reason, her, her the pillow in her trailer had to be made out of solid gold and replaced daily. daily so.
0: mm,
2: plus her dialect coach needed a pillow like that, <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> that was a poor investment. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> this movie starts with, I think, is this, is this The Brothers Grimm?
3: They're in the beginning yeah. of the movie. Okay, yeah. I
2: can never remember That's if it's right. Hans Christian Andersen or the Brothers Grimm, but this is the Brothers Grimm who wrote the popular version. Have you read it by the way, Cinderella by the Brothers Grimm? No, it's gross. I have
4: not, but I know I know what it
2: entails. I've seen Into the Woods. Okay, <laughs> there is some dismemberment. Yeah, the, the
4: dismemberment, the chopping off of the feet.
2: Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah. Yeah. By the time yeah. the slipper gets to Cinderella, it's disgusting, right? Anyway. Yeah. The point is, is they meet this real old lady, this old bag, and um, and she's like, "Hey, uh, you've been writing these stories. This one about Cinderella." And when they said, "Yeah," but no one really knows the truth, and some people say the slipper is made out of glass, and some people say it's made out of fur, and I think that was like a translation problem that led mm-hmm. to anyway. But she's like. Well, it is a true story, and uh the glass was – the slipper was made out of glass. Here it is. Ba-bam. Yeah. <laughs> and she showed it to him, and they said, Please, old wizened lady, tell us your old wizened tale. And she said, I will. And then the movie starts. <laughs> and so this movie is – well, it's Cinderella, right? So um I think her name's Danielle. Yes. Okay. Danielle and her dad, they're best friends, but he – uh you can't uh, you can't sleep with your best friend, so you gotta marry someone, and and then you you can do that stuff. So he's getting married because he's lonely, and uh, he's it's Rodmilla de Ghent right? Uh-huh. Uh, Angelica Houston. Uh, so he's married her, and she's got two beautiful, kind daughters. And within five seconds of them coming to the house, he has a heart attack and uh (laughs) and so
1: she shouldn't have asked him to wave that's what set it off i
2: know he was like, like
1: it's tradition that we watch him wave and the exertion killed him to wave on a horse Mm. exploded his heart yeah he's
2: like can yes. i can i handle the strain well i will for my daughter and then it was over right Rudmilla. Uh, can i just call her the wicked stepmother the, the stepmother and yeah. and yeah. uh cinderella also i'm going to call her cinderella this whole time so sorry, yeah, not, sorry, sorry, not Danny. Danielle. <laughs> yeah so cinderella and the stepmother run to his side and he's looking at the stepmother but then he turns to cinderella and says i love you not your stepmother only you and I could care less for her. And so that may kind of be a little bit what poisons uh, uh, Rodmilla towards Danielle. Who knows? Anyway, fast forward a few years later, and she's uh, gathering apples in the forest. The prince rides by on a horse that he's stolen from her, and he hits her in the face with an apple. She hits him in the face with an apple. <laughs> yeah, Only one of them gets hit in the face with an apple. <laughs> and anyway, he uh, rides off uh, with the horse, doesn't kill her, which is very kind. She comes back to the house, and she's been given... Oh, yeah, she has. he gave her lots of money for not telling on him for... I don't know, what was she telling him for? Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, she uses that money to go free one of the servants, which has been sold because uh, Rodmilla de Gent has been... We learn this later. She has been selling lots of fancy things in their house so that she can maintain her lifestyle including Mm -hmm. one of her servants. So with this money, Danielle goes to the castle to buy him back. She gets a fancy dress, and uh, she gets there, and she's trying to free him. And the prince shows up, and she gives him a sermon from Utopia, which is odd because... Well, so Utopia doesn't have a, a continuity problem, maybe with Prince Henry so much, but it does definitely with, with Leonardo, Leonardo da Vinci. Da Vinci. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, whatever. It's uh so Wait, elaborate on that, sir.
1: I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. That book
3: was written, and then four years later, da Vinci died. And so, if you do the math on when she got the book and when she meets da Vinci,
4: yeah, she this. She was supposed to have been given the book, I think, in, like, 1502, and the book was actually not written until 1512, and it would have been in Latin, which she, I'm certain, did not speak. So there's a lot of um, issues with the whole utopia aspect, which is kind of a very large uh, feature of the film. Right.
1: Yeah, so... She yeah. learned five languages at the kitchen table maybe she <laughs> yeah. did the same thing so uh, but her- she maybe she got a pre-treatment of utopia it's like you know this is you know <laughs> this it is the this way. is the manuscript outline before i sent it to the publishers you know so it's just mm-hmm. had some yeah some friends can read it
2: yeah. that's how that that's how this has to work so yeah anyway the yeah. point is, is like her upbringing with her dad is he taught her liberal ideas and how to be independent and self-sufficient, and she understands these these kind of ideals on how society should work. And anyway, she has a strong character and a strong mind, and that impresses the prince who wants to get to know her. And as she's trying to get away, he says, you have to give me a name. And she says, all I can do is tell you, is a, does she say the name of my mother, Nicole de La Yeah,
4: she doesn't tell him that it's her mother's name, though. She, she says, just I fear name. the only name I can leave you with is Contess Nicole de L'Honcray.
2: Which isn't her. That's her dead mom.
4: Yeah, yeah, okay. which we don't know.
2: We don't know that. But, I mean, we it kind out. of is her. I mean, wouldn't
1: she just? Wouldn't she inherit this like the similar title anyway that her mom would have had?
4: Her mom wasn't a Comtesse. She that was a lie. She lied, she lied. She
2: lied about that. Okay, yeah. but so the name was nice. The, the even if it, yeah. even if it had been, I think the there would have needed to have been a male heir to pass that down to. I could be As wrong. As there should be. As there should <laughs> be. <laughs> 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 All right. Okay. So anyway. The uh, the point. I'm I'm going to go a little faster here. The prince, his parents want him to get married to the princess of Spain. He definitely doesn't want to. So they they strike the bargain. Right. Uh, we're going to hold a ball. You find someone to get married to before then, and you and you don't have to marry the uh, the princess of Spain. Um. Yeah. So
1: I, okay. Sorry. I don't get that. I don't get the whole. 'Cause the they were so stressed out about this treaty with Spain. It's like, you gotta marry this person. It's very, very important. And then he's like, I don't want to and they're like, Okay, fine. Marry who you want. But you have five days. Yeah. I don't I don't get the the reasoning behind that that the, parent. The the
2: urgency yet. is kind of maybe because if he gets married w- within five days, then like when the delegation from Spain arrives, they're like, Sorry, he he's oh. already married. Right? So yeah, uh, I don't know, travel slowly. Yeah. Yeah. So that could be the
4: the king does say something about how he just thought that Henry was kind of floundering Mm. and he wanted him to do anything. Like a fire under his butt. Yeah. Just like not be not be a a boy anymore. You know, like step into your role. Um, don't so steal, steal kind horses. Of... Don't throw apples. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so that was kind of the pressure.
2: And 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 meeting Danielle kind of helps him grow up, right? And he wants he 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 wants to have conviction. He wants to have pride. She says you need to have pride in your land. You can't rule over land and not have pride in it. And and he and all these things that he wants to become because of her. And he says I'm going to found the first university in France, which is also not true because Sorbonne. Was founded like 500 years before this took place.
1: Yeah, hold, hold on. I think <laughs> what she said is, I I want you to found uh you know some yeah a resource for the people and not just the elite.
2: But he goes home to his parents and he says, "I'm going to start a university." And uh, so, fine, he's not saying I'm starting the first university ever in France. <laughs> yeah,
4: where anyone, despite their station, so, uh, can attend. But yeah. but
2: but he's not just the king. He's not the prince of his little cantonment, right? He's, he's, they're the king of France. So certainly they're aware that if people want to go educate themselves, they can go to Paris, right? Whatever. I'm getting too <laughs> nitpicky here. The point is, is she's wooing him with her mind and she's not even trying to, but she is slowly falling in love, John. Um, but on the other hand. I know. Okay. <laughs> On the other hand, you've got uh uh what's her name uh I I always want to say Gwendolyn but that's not her name.
0: Oh, Marguerite. Jacqueline.
2: Marguerite. Oh. Mm-hmm. Marguerite, who is trying her very best to also Long win over the prince, step. and Long. she goes mm-hmm. to his tennis matches and she wears brooches. And uh, there's a wonderful moment where he she catches the out of bounds uh, cricket ball or tennis ball whatever. And he looks at her and he says, well, you're looking well. And she says, you're welcome to look. And I've been dying to say that to someone, but no one ever tells me that I'm looking well. (laughs) But I've got that in my pocket. It's ready to go. Yeah. So anyway, so this is what's astonishing to me. Uh, He wants to marry Danielle, but he hears incorrectly that she has gone away and she's never coming back. And he's like, well... Uh, Okay, if I can't have this perfect woman who is really smart and who makes me feel good about myself and makes me feel important, then at least I can marry this girl with the boobs. And so, you know, that's a good second place, I guess.
4: (laughs) I don't think he was ever going to marry Marguerite.
2: You don't think so? Because I thought one of the guys said I had it on good. I had like good information oh, no that but... was
4: the stepmother and she was constantly lying and okay. making danielle feel bad about herself she was
2: gaslighting constantly well, mm. probably a little bit yeah well yeah. because i mean because
1: he was going to marry the spanish girl uh-huh yeah um you know if if like he couldn't, like, there was like died, a whole yeah. altar thing like he's like oh, okay well at least we can get this treaty out of it or something
2: yeah you know yeah. i think
1: that's kind of what was going through his but mind
2: but he doesn't have to because at the at the ball She shows up after being horribly abused by her mother. There's this whole series of events where they steal her mom's dress and she punches uh, Marguerite in the face and it's wonderful.
3: It's so good.
2: I'm only going to punch someone if they're standing with a bed right behind them so they can flop right over it. Uh, (laughs) Assuming I can put enough force in my punch. That's doubtful. But uh, (laughs) maybe we'll get a shove in at the end. Anyway, the point is is, uh, she gets whipped real bad on the back and then she gets locked in the cellar. Um, but if anyone knows how to unlock a cellar lock, it's Leonardo da Vinci who simply <laughs> takes out the hinges. Right? He just pops out the, the hinges. He's so smart. <laughs> he That's, is really smart. You're
3: such a genius. I know. I know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, there's a there's a moment in this movie where Leonardo's uh, painting goes in the water, but they save it, only for it to get destroyed by fire in 2022 from by Elon <laughs> Musk. So um, uh,
1: the, that oh. was so great. Uh, I that was so great. Okay. Sorry. Different movie, but I don't know Have you ever been so exhilarated to see like a work of art destroyed. <laughs> so okay,
2: have you guys seen, have you guys seen uh, yet? Please yes. tell me you have. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So super spoiler alert. Um, but so I, I, I'm going to bleep out the movie title. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> can I, can just, I say just in case anybody alert. out there hasn't seen it? So like wh- when the Mona Lisa burns up in that movie, I'm, there's the part of me that's like, I know he's getting the ultimate comeuppance, but there's the other part of me that also says, I know this is a movie and it's not really happening. But but what if it is? Yeah. <laughs> and like, part of me was dying inside. And I and similarly, you have like the there's some uh, environmentalists who demonstrated by throwing a can of soup at a uh, Van Gogh recently. And I and I just felt like. Sister, I'm with you. I get, I, I, I understand your cause, but like, go do it to like a Gauguin or something or a piece of art mm. we don't care about. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Please leave my vangos alone. Anyway. Um,. The good news is they cleaned it off just fine. Anyway, moving forward, yeah. she shows <laughs> yeah. up at the ball and, she, and the prince is there and he's like, hey, mom and dad, look, this is her. We're going to get married, but not yet because the stepmother steps in and says, you liar. And she tears off her wing and tearing off a wing is symbolic for revealing one's disguise of being a servant. And uh, so she reveals her for who she is. Hey, she can't fly at all. She can't.
4: (laughs) (laughs) That's not a real butterfly.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So she has to admit the truth of who she is, and then it's when she goes, "Henry, please," and then Henry says, "You will call me prince, or whatever he says."
4: Address me so
2: informal. There we go. It was (laughs) very pretty. It was very hurtful he didn't learn anything yeah. at all he didn't learn oh, anything yeah. at all She's- he like
1: he reverted back like at the beginning of the movie you think okay this guy's pretty cool cuz he might be kind of spoiled and directionless but at least he isn't concerned with this airy you know royalty crap you know so he could be mm-hmm. molded but he got molded in the wrong direction at this point of the movie yeah yeah
0: yeah,
2: yeah so she goes yeah, home disappointing. she learns <laughs> She learns uh, that she's now been sold to someone to pay. That was pretty bad. Yeah, not very nice. In the meantime, Henry gets ready to marry the Spanish princess, and the (laughs) Spanish princess is not as happy about it as you would think, because the love of her life is I don't know some artisan who's there in the audience. Whatever he's he's not even classically beautiful. He's not. He's not a good guy. (laughs) But you know like
3: Kind of some old guy.
2: He's kind of older. Yeah. And he was like bald on top. He looks like yes. he eats a lot of bread, so <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, he and he like he might be sweating a little bit. The point is that she would you call it an impassioned plea or just uncontrollable sobbing or or screech sobbing? I don't know. It's yes, wonderful. All of the above. Right. The best ugly crying you've ever seen in your life.
3: Yeah, yeah. and so if there were no picture to that. That scene, if like we weren't seeing it visually, I'd be very confused on what's going on.
2: (laughs) So Henry's like, This is so funny. Go marry the the guy (laughs) that you love. And I've learned my lesson because of this. And now I'm going to go find Cinderella. And he does go find her. um, But she has rescued herself. She doesn't need nobody. Yes,
4: Yes. she has.
2: Yeah. And so he gets there and she's like, What are you doing here? And he's like, I'm here to rescue you. And she's like, Ah. And But anyway,
3: <laughs> begrudgingly.
2: they they say their words, they make up, and then they make up with kissing, and uh, does he put the slipper on her? He does. He does. He throws a slipper on her. They're married. They're, 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 you know, he asks her to marry him. They do get married, much to the surprise of Marguerite and the stepmother, who are summoned to the palace, they think, for wedding bells, and yes, wedding bells, but not theirs, because when they get there princess danielle uh kind of confronts them anyway and she's
1: already married she didn't even invite them to get you know to the wedding yeah like was she's married she, already that's
2: her family and she didn't invite them
1: yeah rude yeah, rude like she could have done that i guess she was just like she didn't want them to make a scene i suppose but it also could have been like the most spiteful thing to do is like oh you have to come to my wedding but it's <laughs> even more spiteful to just be like i already got married now you're now go you know now you, have, now you have to go work in the purple dye mines or yeah. whatever <laughs> which, which probably caused
3: blindness like the classic story said
2: yeah 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 so what richard is referring to is in the story they have their eyes pecked out by birds or something mm-hmm. but being a laundress with the purple dye will also cause blindness so anyway as as they're being escorted out of the chambers i think um uh rod again Says, "Well, we may have to go be washer women, but your accent sucks." And oh. that's that's kind of the end of the movie.
1: Get yeah. Counterpoint, <laughs> counterpoint on the whole accent thing.
2: Sure. Uh, this isn't
1: even a hot take. This is just kind of a tepid take, I would say. Uh, everyone's accent sucks. Like everyone.
2: Everyone. Well, if, if they're it's not what what in England. They're in France. France, they're yeah.
1: France. So, I
3: mean? yeah. And they're all speaking Britishly. I, yeah. So, but Ish. so everyone yeah, has
2: a British accent, which makes no sense, but at least it's convincingly British. I have some of them are British, yes. So, uh, once <laughs> I said de Grace Scott's Scottish, right? Yeah, close so enough, some of them
3: are of that kingdom.
4: Well, yeah. and then Da Vinci, you know, he I don't think had any sort of accent at all. Yeah, he should have
2: been Italian. Italian. So he <laughs> like should have been minute, like, minute, you like should six. go and get to Daniela back. <laughs> yeah, because that's how they speak. That's what I understand. <laughs> yes, anyway, same, same. all that aside, her accent is so bad, and I have no idea what she's going for. And it's one of the. Cute. What, it's cute. So it's cute <laughs> in the sense that it sounds like she's trying her heart out in a high school play.
1: Yeah, (laughs) It it was possibly affected by all those socialist screeds she read from around the world. (laughs) I don't know if reading socialist stuff changes your accent. Uh, I'm sure it doesn't, but I don't know. I'm whatever. I mean, there are lots of. Again, again, the accent, uh, it's I felt like they could get away with it because it's like, okay, this is obviously nowhere in time. Or place because <laughs> no one should be speaking the way they're speaking.
2: Right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Correct. this movie's wonderful, uh wonderfully fun. That old lady at the end, I think she says the most important part is that this is all true. But that's not true.
1: Yeah. What that's, a liar. That's yeah. one of my questions that I had. Um, so The old lady says to the Grimm brothers, I know you just barely published this work, but you know, allow me a few corrections if you will. Allow the real story to be told, and this is like one of the first, uh, like the you know where the tagline of the movie is uh, "Now you know the real story" kind of thing, you know. (laughs) Uh, And so, like, what what did she tell the Grimm brothers that was like so drastically different from the traditional Cinderella story that we know? No talking mice.
3: No fairy godmother. No fairy godmother. Mm, No magic.
1: No no pumpkin. Okay, here's here's the big one. (laughs) So what if, like the old lady says, what if, what if, you know, we have the evil stepmother and the two evil stepsisters, but what if one of the stepsisters is actually one of the raddest people ever?
2: <laughs> Jacqueline yeah. is my fa- probably my favorite character in this movie. She's yeah. so wonderful. Oh, yeah, she,
4: you know, yeah, she's the best.
1: See, it, it is just kind of this weird thing, and I'm kind of watching it, and I'm kind of thinking, like, it's a choice that you don't have to make, yeah. but it kind of makes me realize, like, when we watch these movies and you see these characters... Like I want them to be a little bit more complicated and different and surprising than I'm expecting them to be. Mm. And, and so it, it's like you know you see Melanie Linsky and you see her like she's not as mean as the other stepsisters. Like is she just not going to be as mean, or are they going to push it further? And they push it, they push it pretty far. Yeah. And you know they're all in the same situation, but she just happens to see the value. In goodness and then the the stepmother and the stepsister it's like okay they've had a hard life I get it and they're down to earth and they're not just evil but they do have this weird philosophy where okay I'm going to take every advantage of every person I meet mm. and like you know people like that which I think is why I don't know it's one of the reasons why the movie is so great because it's like okay you see people in the similar situation and Like, what is their philosophy going to be? What is their heart going to, you know, lead their actions to do? And Mm. uh, I thought that was so Jacqueline. Yeah.
3: And she knows. Yeah, yeah, I'm a fan of hers, too. She knows she's next as well. She has the foresight to know that if there is no Daniela over here, it's going to be me. They're going to turn me into the servant because even when yeah. she had disappeared, Danielle was gone. They're like, hey, can you do this? And she's like, me? <laughs> me, boil, water? Yeah, boil water.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So,
1: yeah, uh, yeah, I, I I mean, that kind of I don't that kind of bothers me in a way, but also it shows, OK, if you get a she did get a, a taste of that, like that taste of, oh, OK, I see how the world is working. But she's still going to use that for good in a way, if, yeah. if that makes any sense. She's, she's like, OK, I, I kind of I learned my lesson through, um, you know, because I, I didn't get spoiled in the same way my sister did.
3: She's on mm-hmm. the right side of history. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> so speaking of history, uh, Prince Henry ended up marrying a Medici. So and uh, Leonardo did uh, um, he did work in that court for a while. So that part's true. And I guess you know you just start loading up the court with Italians. So
1: is it possible that uh, they didn't live happily ever after?
2: It's possible. Also, uh, I, I guess King—I uh, don't, I don't know Henry if Henry VIII was... has happened. Yeah, yeah that's true. So I don't know if it was this Prince Henry or if it was his father, but one of them bought and owned uh, the Mona Lisa for a short period of time. Hmm. So anyway anyway it's all so relative yeah. so we have mm-hmm. uh explained to you crystal why you like this movie but if you have uh your own views i guess you're welcome to <laughs> to share them. i i
4: well you know it this is the type of movie where like if i am somewhere and it's on tv i will just stop and watch it um no matter how many times i've seen it and i don't i i i don't know what i think there's there's a number of reasons why and we can talk about them later during the awards section um but it's like the music is just so affecting. Uh, the costumes are so beautiful, um, and I uh, think I probably had just like the maddest crush on Do Gray Scott um, because of <laughs> the long man. flowing hair. And yeah. yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, Richard next to me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, yeah, so I don't know. It just. Uh, it was a different take on, uh, well, it wasn't so different, right? But it was, it was a take on Cinderella. And as like a young girl, that was definitely something that drew me in. Um So yeah, it's just, it's one of those ones that's so near and dear to my heart. I, like I said last week when we teased it, I know every single word to this movie. And as it's playing, I can't help, but just like quote along with it, which is, which drives my family nuts. Um But I just, it's, Uh, it's very special to me so Uh,
2: that's that's, uh, i will say occasionally in this family you will hear someone spontaneously say i do love a good intrigue oh yes this movie has has brushed off on my kids a little bit yeah
4: i do love a good intrigue yeah (laughs) i'm only here for the food um there was a bee like that
3: (laughs) there was
0: a bee
3: (laughs) um i know when i was younger these films of this genre where it's like no let me tell you the true story of such and such experience i did believe they were all true (laughs) like they were good reenactments of what should have been historical so it fooled me when i was younger yeah i don't even know if i specifically saw this movie or if just all the kids at school were talking about it but i'm like that's the true story yeah <laughs> there's no magic that makes sense yeah santa claus is coming to town oh that's the true story of how chris kringle became santa claus got it uh-huh. i really thought they were all real so <laughs> it does bug me that they still claim truth uh fake news
2: yeah oh boy <laughs>
3: Just okay, kidding. Well, I, I, I'm grown. I'm grown up now. I've, yeah, I've yeah. reduced
2: my ranking a star because it's a lie. <laughs> this movie it lies.
1: Okay you, okay, you all know I'd never seen this movie, right?
2: Oh, that's right. Wow. Yeah. It was
1: it was it was brand new for me. And Katie and I were watching it, and she's like, "So, you know, what do you think?" And I was kind of like, oh, "I kind of, I don't know. It's kind of long. It was a bit more plain than I thought it would be. You know, because um, like what I know is the cover and." Like her outfit with the crazy fairy, you know, yeah. Hot Topic outfit. That she, <laughs> you know, she wore weird. and um and I kind of thought it's like okay, this is going to be kind of more adult Cinderella, and there's going to be like some gritty things that happen and some dark weird things, and you know, maybe mm. some like weird creatures on a lake, and most of it would be filmed at night, and, oh, no, and just, no. a, just you know, just like this weird kind of like Bauhaus kind of thing, you know. <laughs> and so like that's kind of what I was expecting. And so I, I watched. and I'm like, oh, it's kind of mostly in the day, and it's mostly just kind of. It doesn't really look as sp- spectacularly different as any other like period movie. And so I was kind of like, ah, whatever. But you know, let me tell you, the I think the movie ages well. And when I say ages well, like over the one week the weeks since I've seen it, <laughs> I'm kind of like, you know, it's kind of. It's kind of great in its in its own way. I, I think Cinderella can be a really great character. The uh, what's her name, Lily? Um,
2: Lily James.
1: Lily, yeah. The uh, the Disney live action Cinderella. I kind of thought the same thing too. I'm like, you know what? I like Cinderella as a person because it's it's not just that she like, you know, deserves a prince, but she deserves a prince because she is a good person. Like she is she's she's a better Version of you know most women that I see you know who are aspiring princesses, if that makes any sense. Like when when she meets when she meets up with the prince, it's not. It's not like oh you're so cute or oh they have this bumbling thing. It's like she just like lectures him on current socialist thought, you yep. know? <laughs> like a bunch <laughs> of times. And, uh, and and you know that happens. And you know they have that they have that sequence where you know he gets you know her servant person you know let out and he's like okay I see your problem. I'm going to let him out. And she's like, you know, you didn't even see all the other people chained up. You know, you're in this high position of power, and you have this responsibility. Um, and it's kind of weird stuff like that. Not, I guess that's not, like, weird stuff. But I, I think she sat with me, and the good characters of this movie kind of sat with me pretty well all week. And, you know, right after we watched this movie, Katie said, do you see how young girls would just, like, really fall for this? I'm like, yeah, I guess so. But now I'm kind of like – it's awesome that young girls would fall for this because I think she's better than most other young heroines in like, you know, like teen targeted movies like this. So I think, I don't know.
0: Pretty good. Yeah. Well,
4: I mean, she, um, she reads, you know, like she loves reading, <laughs> yes. and all of those other things. She's like, what? Uh, m- one of my favorite parts is that she saves herself in the end.
0: Yeah. right.
4: You know, like she didn't need, uh, and uh, though that may be far fetched, um, you know, she didn't need someone to come <laughs> rescue her. She was just like, no, I'm actually not going to stay here as your slave.
1: I've read uh, you're a gonna lot let me go about sword fighting with a knife. Yeah.
0: So, yeah.
2: so it, it's yeah, interesting to me that because now. she says my father was an expert swordsman and he taught me well, but she was like eight when her father died yeah so from the age of three to eight it was nonstop swordsmanship and that's why she's still an expert at it
4: well you do see her at at the very beginning when it's the child actress um she's like what did she say i slaughtered him when she's talking about her friend gustav mm-hmm. and he's just like Covered head to toe in mud, so no, you know not just mud, but she's...
2: blood, because she was stabbing yeah. him with a sword. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, So she's pretty scrappy, and that yeah. was like yeah. uh, made clear from the very beginning.
2: Yeah.
1: So
4: but we I, I didn't
2: can't... we
1: didn't talk about Gustav either. Gustav, oh, a friend. Yeah, yeah. It, it, she I mean, probably it... should
3: have ended up with him. Really, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what. Well, it's it's one of those things where, uh, and it's because I've seen so many movies where I'm I'm kind of like. When is Gustav going to say, I loved you all along? You right. know Like, when is that scene going to happen? Um, mm, and it's, in, it's like, when I watch a movie, I'm kind of put off. Like, why isn't he saying that? You know, because he's, I expect him to say that. But then a week later, I'm like, oh, isn't it great that she just has a platonic friend? She just has had to a friend. Get her yeah. to mm, yeah. and everything. And, and, you know, and he's with her the whole time. And he's supportive of her, of her like, in this great, you know, um, you know, platonic way, and you know, I and he's like gonna be, uh, you know, an apprentice to Da Vinci, and he achieves his dreams, you know, and you know, he's gonna find love later, you know, that's fine. I yeah, don't know.
2: His dream didn't involve, you know, falling in love with Danielle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So,
1: but they're all actually, they're all good buds. They're all good people. Yeah, mm-hmm.
4: and he has um one of my favorite lines that I actually um <laughs> think about a lot of the time, um when Danielle dresses up for the first time as a courtier, um and he. Is like helping her, you know, get ready to go to court to save Maurice. Um, he says, uh, "You put your head down to no one, you know, like you like walk with your chin held high." Um, and I think about that all the time, like just just as like a, a woman, you're taught to be like you're you're told in society to be meek and to stay small and you know put your head down and like don't take up a lot of space um and that one line just stuck with me so much growing up that like sometimes if i'm walking with my head down i'll be like hold on no no hold on like i'm worth i'm like worth a little more to keep my chin up and like occupy the space that i'm in um so i love gustav for that Mm -hmm. reason
1: I am so not used to walking with my chin up. I have to look down or I'll fall. <laughs> like, uh, because just I have just developed sit. a habit yeah. of looking down. Yeah. Mm. So I don't know. Maybe I should. I, I need to work on that myself.
4: Yeah. Keep your chin up.
2: Yeah, John. <laughs> have, Fine, I, uh, I will, I guess. By the way, um, I love the Lily James version of Cinderella. And I don't know if I've seen it. I, so part of it oh, is because, uh, um, well, the dress is incredible.
1: The dress is great. I mean, it's kind of the good Disney live-action repeat of a cartoon they've of, already done.
2: Of all their live-action remakes, I think it's the best one. I think
1: um, it's the good one.
2: I th- it's the good <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Are there any that John are good? John, is President I- Bush a great president or the best president? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Beauty and the Beast could have been great. I, I, liked, I, I still liked Beauty and the Beast, and I even liked uh, Aladdin. I was a – Aladdin felt – bollywoodish to me and i i enjoyed it it was getting there yeah. it was close right um yeah.
4: beauty and the beast had the same issue that this movie has and that it's supposed to be french and no <laughs> one
2: sounds French. oh my gosh <laughs> emma watson good. it's like she's not even trying
0: <laughs> she's yeah. not even trying
4: <laughs> yeah. and then ewan mcgregor who plays um lumiere who speaks french they made him do this ridiculous accent um where he then sounds like a like, Mexican, almost. <laughs> oh, <So. laughs>
2: yeah. Hey, have that. you guys seen uh, Pinocchio on Netflix with uh, Ewan yes. McGregor?
4: Oh, the on new Netflix? P-
2: the new the, Pinocchio? Guillermo del Toro. Del Toro. One. Yeah. Oh, I missed oh, it. Missed no. it. It's pretty good. It's I worth. it's really good. It's worth your hour and a half or two hours. Anyway, that's not this movie. So, <laughs> Ever After. Thanks for... I haven't seen this movie in quite a while. This movie came out the year my wife and I were married, which... Uh, we have an astonishing age gap here that I was unaware of, but um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, lovely yeah, movie, lovely ma- <laughs> memories. Yeah. I probably saw this yeah. in the theater with my wife. If yeah, I was old,
1: you guys have an age gap of seven years. Roy really got married extremely
2: young. <laughs> yeah, eleven years. Yeah, that's old. it.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, this movie was a lovely romance, and but it doesn't hold a candle to how romantic the Boondock Saints is.
1: Yeah, yeah. a lot of weird romance in Boondock Saints
2: i was surprised
1: yeah i'm in charge of the boondock saints i'll just i'll start off by saying this is going to be very difficult for me as someone who was half russian and half italian uh i felt personally attacked uh, absolutely throughout this entire movie i will go ahead and sum sum it up and then never speak of it again you know just (laughs) as i pour pour a glass out for my people two glasses i suppose (laughs) <laughs> Cheers. Anyway, uh, there are these two dudes. I uh, can't remember their names. I'll call them Sean and Tony for now. I'll probably mm. just refer to them. as <laughs> Sean and Tony. That's funny. Uh, the whole time. Uh, Connor and Murphy.
2: Connor, yeah, and Murphy, Connor and Murphy. Okay.
3: McManus. Oh, I can. I remember that because of um, Dear Evan Hansen. Connor Murphy was the boy who took his life. It's full circle. Yeah,
1: it's full circle. He took his life because he was sick of being named after the Boondock Saints. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. both names. (laughs) He couldn't
3: get away from it.
1: Holy cow. Okay, so anyway, uh, they are twins, and um, uh, they're just dudes, and they hang out in this bar, and the Russian mafia, they're going to take over the bar, and some two thugs from the Russian mafia come in and say, hey, start paying up. And uh, the the Russian thugs they kind of get they kind of get beaten up by all the you know Irish. It's St. Patrick's Day for crying out loud, you know. So I mean, yeah. uh, the Russians they can't really read the room. Uh, later, the Russians attack the Boondock Saints, the twins, uh, in their apartment. The Russians they do this weird thing where they like they chain one guy to the toilet and then they take the other guy outside to shoot him in the alley.
2: Yeah. By the yeah. way, you should mention that all of these are shown after the fact, right? Right, no, right. Every flashback. time there's a
1: crime scene, they're like, oh, crime just happened, and the cops go investigate it, and then they have a flashback to the crime scene. Yeah. So we kind of yeah. know. It's, so, it's like, so it's like they come across these two Russians in the alley. We don't know what happened. They're covered in bandages from, from the bar fight earlier, um, but they're also dead. So okay, but I—I I mean, I—I I don't know about the the Russians. They just take forever to execute people. First of all, I don't know. I—I <laughs> I mean, I don't know why they didn't just shoot him like in their in the home. apartment. Yeah, they have to take him out to professional the Professional like, courtesy. I guess it's a professional courtesy to the next tenants in the apartment. Yeah. So yeah. it's like okay, we don't want to mess up the apartment. So so I guess their plan is to take <laughs> one of the saints down to the alley and shoot him, then come back and uncuff the other one and shoot him next to his
2: brother. Plus- It gives you an opportunity right before you kill the person to say, look, now we're taking out the trash because, you know, you're in the alley with the garbage. Yeah, (laughs) I guess that's a
1: good. (laughs) I've always wanted to say this, but the fact that they want to say now we're taking out the trash, that's the these Russians downfall because the toilet head because, yeah, because the the twin who's chain to the toilet he lifts the toilet up out of the thing and he's still handcuffed to it that was epic yeah yeah and you know he has like twin power like tomax and Zaymont from gi joe you guys know what i'm talking about (laughs) uh he goes up to the roof with the toilet and he throws the toilet off the roof it lands on one of the guys and then he jumps off the roof and lands on the other guy uh kind of i think he knocks himself anyway there's there's a big thing it's you know they, they they save themselves from the... They were going to get executed by these Russians. And, uh, you know, there's a crime scene the next day. And so the cops are like, who could have done this? This is crazy. You know, some <laughs> giant guy just crushed this other giant guy. And one of the dopey cops is like, you're never going to find him. And, but then they just walk in. They turn themselves in, and they, they actually say exactly what happened. And I suppose... I was wondering about this, too. Does self-defense... I always thought... Self-defense was something only with yourself. But if you see your brother about to be killed by someone else in public, I suppose— There is something
3: called defense of others as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so So,
2: technically it could have been self-defense and defense of others. The real question here is how the brother on the roof jumped five floors (laughs) down and didn't die because he sort of— landed halfway on the guy he
1: landed on a borscht filled russian (laughs) uh, which padded him perfectly
3: soft pillow yeah there was no problem for me for that scene but okay
1: (laughs) (laughs) i think i I think yeah no i i don't think it totally works but that brother i think that's how he got knocked out was jumping on that guy so he he landed the toilet on one guy and then on his I mean, it's it's a long shot, but it's like okay, if I can jump down on this guy and take him out, then at least my brother will survive. But you know, they, well,
4: and they both being survived. being that the day before was Saint Patty's Day, he was probably so full of whiskey yeah. that just body fully relaxed you know yeah. you know when you get in like a car accident if you're, you're the relaxed brace, one yeah. yeah then you're not going to get injured i think that was kind of the same thing yes. same logic.
2: so he there. just kind of flopped off the re- uh-huh. re- relaxed yeah <laughs> right. total
4: right. relaxation <laughs> that's why he survived
2: okay uh
1: okay so these two brothers uh i think at this point you know the the next day in the papers they're like saints survive and and they're like kind of heroes and all the cops love these guys they tell yeah, the story. Yeah. They're like, yeah, yeah, you can stay, you know, if you don't want to deal with the press, you know. And all the cops are like, hey, you know, you're cool. You know, they're kind of chumming up to him. Everybody loves these guys now, except, you know, the Russian mob doesn't like him. And mm. later, the Italian mob doesn't like him because these friends have uh, – well, these two brothers, they have a friend named Rocco, and he's part – he's Italian, and he's part of the Italian mafia. Um, and also, he hates his job.
2: <laughs> well, he's like the Fredo, but he's worse than the Fredo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. He. I mean, he, his life expectancy is real short because he sucks so bad. But yeah. also, you should mention that while they're in the hospital, the two brothers have their simultaneous vision of of their mission.
1: Okay, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. I, I, that part is so weird. I don't understand. I don't. Okay, so was God talking to them then?
2: Or at least the water dripping through the leaky ceiling was talking to them.
1: Right, that's what, yeah. that's what it was. It's like, okay, the water drips through the ceiling, and so they both decide, like, sign. hey, you know what? We're pretty good at killing people. Maybe we should just kill everybody, you know, that's evil, or we don't like. <laughs>
2: uh, and so... Which is the same it's thing. It's probably the same. It's a perfect circle Venn <laughs> <bend> diagram. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so, so that's the thing. Okay, this Ronco fellow that I'm talking about, he is... Um, the, the next time they go, they, they they find out where the next Russians are, and they go kill a bunch of Russians. Um, and, well, the Russian mob. They don't just kill random Russians. I guess I shouldn't say that. Uh, but it's like the Russian mob guys, and they just destroy them kind of accidentally. I guess
2: – Very you know, accidentally, it's yeah. like It's like a botched Mission Impossible sequence, right? Yeah. Right. Like, it, it, because it was botched,
3: it became Mission Impossible. That's what I pictured yeah. it as. Because it they a, got
1: tangled up in their own rope. In the <laughs> ventilation system, they fell through the ceiling, and then they're twisting they around in the rope and spinning well, around the room, and they just shot everybody. Yeah.
4: <laughs> and Willem Dafoe, when he's looking at the scene, he even says it's like bad TV. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> right. Well. Okay. So. And, so that's the thing with the water dripping on them, and they have this vision—maybe from God, maybe not—but also they get superpowers because I—I I don't think. Uh, <laughs> They're really smart guys because when William Defoe, William Defoe is the main cop, by the way. He's like FBI, mm-hmm. and so he interviews yeah. them, you know, during the alley killing, and he finds out that they're good guys, and he lets them go, and he says, "You guys are cool. Self defense, you know. This is these things happen, and you guys are great guys." And they kind of form sort of a friendship, you know, already. Oh shoot, and I forgot, I forgot why I was mentioning this. Oh shoot,
4: the water gave hmm. them superpowers. The, the water, okay, yeah, yeah. If they yeah.
1: ever? I get the sense that, okay, they're really smart guys. They know, like, five languages because they're talking five languages. And he's like, you guys are oh, yeah. really smart, really great guys. But I also kind of got the sense that they would never fired a gun ever in their lives.
2: In their whole lives. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah.
1: you know, when, when the cops are doing the, uh, you know, checking out the crime scenes, they're like, okay, these all these shots are precision. All of Rocco's shots are sloppy and garbage shots, right? Because Rocco's mm-hmm. hanging out with, them, you know, shooting at yeah, these people. Yeah, that's from
2: the, the the other crime scene at the, and it's, the and it's from strip the other, joint, right? Yeah, and then that's that's from yeah, the. Yeah, we one might way have the... we might have to yada yada through some of these. Yeah. There's so many. I know, I know. There's so many, but th- you're mentioned. doing great. You're doing great. Yeah, Rocco showed up uh At the where all where they killed all the Russian mafia because he was basically sent to get himself he killed. He
1: was sent to get himself killed because like the people in his mafia wanted him out of the way. He was annoying, yep. you know, it, it, or someone else wanted to step into his place. I I wasn't totally sure on that. It's not super important, but Rocco is like kind of dumbfounded. He's like, you know, you don't do it that way. But when he finds out that that's the case, he says, "Hey, look." I'm in the mafia. I don't like these guys. I hate my job. Let's burn this whole thing to the ground. I know pretty much every criminal in the city. Let's go around yes. killing yeah. every criminal in the city. And so that's exactly Perfect. what they do. But yeah. um, when they realize – when the criminals realize it's Rocco, they kind of you know are able to set him up. They send out – il Duce on them and they release billy Connolly, the funny guy from prison and they get out so uh he's on a hit and they get set up and they almost get killed by that guy but then they decide okay the big guy at his house we're gonna go to his house and kind of like in an unseen singing uh all three of them get captured willem dafoe realizes who is going around killing it's kind of funny he does this crime thing it's like these two guys they brutally killed these russians and then he goes through five more scenes like two guys are killing everybody who are they who are they
3: i don't know couldn't be the good vigilantes yeah from
1: earlier couldn't couldn't be them so willem dafoe he decides to save them and so he spends two hours getting into drag and dressing like a beautiful woman. And unfortunately, that's two hours that Rocco doesn't have. <laughs> uh, so, Rocco I say dies.
2: Though, yeah. So the, the, the mafia guy that lets Willem Dafoe in, so because Willem Dafoe is, doesn't look very feminine.
1: I, no. That's another thing I was going to say. It, if, if, so, he has debatable. a groudly voice, but he's got the prettiest face I've ever seen, except no, the opposite of that.
2: No, the opposite. Right. Yeah. He's, yes, like, Whoa. Yes, 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 yes. he's like, he's like, <laughs> he's not even kid presentable mode. He looks he's
1: like off. the troll who was cut from Ever After. Yeah.
2: yeah. So
1: yeah. anyway.
3: RuPaul's but, drag race hasn't come out yet. They don't know about contouring or any of it.
2: So, so my impression then was this Italian guy that lets him in is like, okay, he knows this is a man. That's fine. He's into it. But, but that's not the case because Willem Dafoe goes in the bathroom. and He's like, hold on. You're a, not a lady. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's no, all, I. I His contacts were
3: out. I don't know, man. Now, I bought into the fact that he thought Willem Dafoe was presenting female. But then when they got to the restroom, I was like, how does he not know now, though? Like, how does he not know yet? (laughs) And then the wig fell off and he did. And I'm like, but really?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, no, totally. Willem Dafoe is like kind of an interesting character. Because through the first half of the movie, he comes on board and he's sort of like... He's sort of flirting with all the other cops, not not flirting, but he's kind of—I don't know—he's kind of harassing all the other cops in a way, yeah. you know. Um, and you know, you kind of think it's like cop talk, you know—they're doing the thing where it's like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this thing, you know, like, oh, hey, uh, you, you know, you're you, cutesy cutesy, like locker you know, room talk. yeah, just like locker room talk. But it turns out he's like, um, like Willem Dafoe is actually really into guys, um, but he also just loves like kind of harassing guys as a power trip too you know like (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so i don't know it's it's he's he's kind of there yeah yeah there's a lot there
3: like i know he's not into cuddling yeah (laughs) yeah
1: it's it was like
4: it's i'm certain that all of that stuff went over my head as a child (laughs) yeah because i I didn't remember a lot of that plot point i did remember him in drag um but i didn't remember the rest of it and i was watching it this time i was like oh yeah, I didn't know. I didn't notice all of all of that. Yeah.
2: I don't, don't know if he's problematic or not. I
4: think I think probably, that
2: it is. Probably. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is, is he is he playing like a homophobic gay person? Because he I, does. Yeah. Because he like he yells at that guy. who's like, cuddle. What are you talking about? And he calls him a an slur. expletive. Right. Yeah. So I don't know uh, what his situation is, but it's it's fascinating. And I'm now. Uh, so Willem Dafoe. I think isn't gay, but I don't know Willem Dafoe that well. Oh, uh, in real
1: life, I don't think so. I don't yeah. think not so that, that I know. Yeah. I don't think so. I yeah. mean, I kind of. I mean,
3: look, so every everything
1: everything is problematic, and I think you know we, for reasons. I kind of, I kind of took it as non problematic. You know, almost like okay, this is this might be a bad example, but it's like he could use that word, like you no. know, he could use that expletive. In, in yeah. his in 2023, way
3: 2023 yes i think someone who is homosexual could use that word and it's not that problematic or as problematic but there's i mean he still is a that.
1: jerk to people i mean yes. like there's just yes, there's so being a question. jerk and then there's being um yeah. i don't know like he he has like cuz he's like this homosexual man who was also just like who loves talking like a jerky
2: man? Like that's just his character. Right, yeah. you know? He's yeah. the alpha male in the, yeah. in the in the in the police station, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So.
3: yeah. Um, My caveat too is that it's usually used as a joke, right? So, like, yeah. two mm-hmm. gay people talking to each other would say, "Oh." the expletive term for gay people. Mm-hmm. You don't act like that. Ha ha ha. We're joking with each other because we're both gay. And we both know that that has like bad connotations in the past. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But he yada wasn't yada. in the movie. I don't think he was joking. Yeah. I think he was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, he was, he was, he was annoyed and he wanted to, and he wanted to say something mean. Yeah.
3: He, he cut, cut him to the quick. Yeah.
2: So yeah. have you, you guys have seen, um, she's all that. Yes. Like, yeah, She's uh-huh. all that with uh, you know, with Freddie Prince Jr. Prince Jr. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a scene where uh, Matthew Lillard, uh, I can't remember what his character's name is, but he's watching reruns of himself on the real, uh, what do you call that, John? The real world. The real world, right? And uh, the Taylor Vaughn is in bed with him, and she's kissing his chest, and he's like. Hey, you! You gotta stop kissing my chest. I can't. I can't be smelling like your spit. <laughs> and <laughs> oh. I just thought that would have been funny if Willem Dafoe. Willem said, Dafoe said that to that guy. Yeah. Yeah, you're that making me smell like your spit. Yeah, <laughs> same idea. Yeah. Anyway, it was a dumb joke, and now we're moving on. <laughs>
1: okay, well, now we're moving on. So the the movie ends. Um, Il Duce, the big assassin, who you know, the is like, oh my gosh, it's Billy Connolly. <laughs> this guy with normally, six guns, six guns. Yeah, six guns <laughs> on this guy. Uh, but he finally catches up to him and he overhears them saying their little boondock saints prayer. And then he joins them in prayer. And uh, it's the
2: family prayer.
1: Yeah, it's the family prayer. Mm-hmm. So the big reveal is like, OK, that is their father who's been put away for so long. And so they're this family of it's like this trinity of saints. And they all join forces, and they're like, hey, let's go around, let's continue killing everybody else. And so three months later, yep. I guess they have this little plan, with the help of Willem Defoe, and with the help of Willem Defoe's three goofy cop friends, pretty much yeah. everybody. Um, <laughs> I
4: love that all the Boston cops are in on it. Yeah,
1: the boss, everybody's in on it. They, you know, they do this kind of heist, where they heist themselves into the courtroom, where the Italian mob boss is testifying that doesn't know anything, and they execute him in front of everybody and like everybody must be witnesses of this. And the great thing about this movie is the closing credits, it's just it's the news reporters interviewing it's a true story. people on the street. As if it's a true story. Like what do you yeah. think of the Boondock Saints? <laughs> and half the people like every city should have Boondock Saints, you know, going around just <laughs> clearing the sky. So I'm gonna use this opportunity on yours, mine and theirs to ask you guys do you think every city should have two people who are self-imposed saints who go around killing whoever they want?
2: Probably no not. No comment. Yeah, I, <laughs> might be a good so, idea. Yeah. So I, I do think though that they're really smart because you know where the best place is to find some bad guys in court, right? <laughs> uh, true.
4: But, I thought also, you were going to say in Boston. So, so this,
2: but this this court case is being held right and it's this guy who's a major mob boss and the security at, at the entrance to the court is zero yeah they like, have a metal detector
1: where? in security because no one's looking the, at it and all the cops are on their side anyway but
2: okay because they, they throw and their guns 99. over
1: the over the metal detectors which is kind of it's always fun to see people evade metal detectors it's fun with. to
2: see that yeah. but if they'd taken the gun through the metal detector i don't think it would have mattered no one was there no
1: one was there yeah no yeah. one was looking yeah <laughs> In fact it would have been mm. beneficial if they walked through with the metal detectors all the cops would have rushed to the metal detectors and then by that time they would have been in the courtroom shooting uh uh El yes, Jaco or whatever his name is
2: Yeah I yeah. what I imagine is in the in the hallway with the metal detector there's like like 10 doors on each side and the cops are all in there waiting for the metal detector to go off and then they burst into action but since they evaded the metal detector no worries <laughs> So <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, um, I think uh, vigilantism is probably not the best idea, and that's there. Yeah, I don't have much good, more to say about that. But, but <laughs> yeah. I
1: mean, well, yeah. it, it, this this movie is so a movie, you know. Like yeah. they comment so on need, it like, in the We need like more movie. dexter's.
2: Like mm-hmm. like
1: this this is like there's no way. Um, it yeah, it's it's this weird nine-year-old fantasy of, like, what you gonna do? It was like, oh, yeah, and we're gonna be like Batman, and we're gonna crawl through the ventilation system. And they mentioned in the movies, like, no one does that. That's stupid. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and so it's like, the movie is this weird, um, I don't know, anti-commentary on, like, such, oh, yeah. on the, even the concept of vigilantism, I suppose. I mean, right. it's, like, more funny than serious, right? Maybe?
4: Yeah, oh, I think so. It's so funny. Yeah, I think it's meant to be funny. A, a
1: comedy, right? Because they're yeah. like
4: they're so un... Uh, unhinged, uh, unhinged. <laughs> sure, um, un unpolished. I oh think. yeah, you know they're just like lucky.
3: They are lucky because they get shot several times and never die, except for Rocco. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but I don't it know. Goes back I, to I... the magic water. But like, magic okay, water. but they yeah, it's the magic water because they they That's are. True. Saints. It kind of Im- yeah. implies – like, there is some something that's going on. Like, because again, I, I think they uh, that's one reason why they say – because they've never fired guns before, but, like, they're automatically good at it. And I don't think it's like this Mary mm. Sue kind of thing. I think it's like the fact that they're good at guns without ever holding a gun or knowing what guns even are. You know, <laughs> like, I don't even know how they would even know is just – is like the movie's way of saying – oh, no, this is magic kind of thing.
4: I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, did they know that their father was in prison for like this exact stuff? Because they seemed very surprised to find out that Il Duce, Il Duce was their father.
1: Yeah. I, I, I got the sense that they were brought up assuming, you know, that their father ran. Like, their mom didn't discuss it kind of thing. Okay,
4: yeah, because he had yeah. been in prison for 25 years.
1: Right, right. And so, which would have been... And they're like... I mean, that's how old they are, right? They're like about that old?
4: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah, we're about there.
1: Yeah. So I guess I guess it makes sense, you know, because... And, and, you know, maybe their mother was like... I think they're... I read that there are a lot of deleted scenes with their mother. I don't think we even see the mother. But... Oh. Uh, and, and so, I suppose it makes sense because they only got Il Duce out, like, through like bribery or red tape or something they they do some kind of business mafia thing to get him out on parole specifically to kill these two guys so as far as their mom knows who who brought them up he was like he was completely gone because he was in prison for uh i think boondock sainting a bunch of people so that's going to keep you in prison (laughs) Hmm. anyway fun movie yeah
3: yeah, I did think it was notable to point out that the word F U C K and its derivatives. Derivatives. <laughs> yeah, they're used a total of 246 times. And I was like, oh, that tracks.
1: <laughs> I, I was watching I it. Watch I'm like, I wonder if this is a world record. Right, because there there are scenes, there are entire scenes where it's just like there is no dialogue. It's just people saying that in just in (laughs) in in just complete bewilderment and or surprise. Yeah,
4: yeah, particularly any scene with Rocco.
1: Correct. Yeah,
4: where I think one of the twins does make a comment, like definitely showing all the diversity of that word, or you know, like all the different ways that you can say it.
3: Yeah, that's probably why I couldn't watch that movie growing up, just merely for the swearing alone. So I'm surprised it got by you. Well,
4: that's why yeah, that's why I'm <laughs> surprised that I know I know I was very young when I watched this film and it, I don't think that there is a clean version because there would say- just be no dialogue yeah. I was like just going to ask
1: one. I hope Crystal I hope you saw this on WGN or something where it's just like the
2: sound cuts out and just
1: fruit 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 fruit, fruit, and, fruit. <laughs> and they're just shooting
4: water guns Yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> Oh man so my my parents bought a device at one point that you connected to whatever your video service was and um when I was like a teenager mm-hmm. and it would it would the swear words would go quiet and then it would give you a, a substitute subtitle and so we were watching a Simpsons episode, and it's the one where Homer asks Marge to pay him for sex. And it, like, it went quiet and said, hugs.
0: <laughs> Marge, <laughs> pay me
2: for hugs.
0: <laughs> anyway. I want, I want hugs. <laughs>
3: I haven't received enough hugs in our marriage.
2: <laughs> Crystal. Yes. Why is this movie one of the three greatest movies ever made, or at least a movie that you saw?
4: <laughs> you know this this movie actually I told you guys last last time um there was like 20 movies on the list and I was having a really hard time choosing um and I think more than anything, I didn't want to bring you three of the same film you know mm-hmm. um and I had success. I, I had, yeah. And I had so many other things on the list. And then I was looking at all the movies that you'd already done. And I was like, okay, well, we don't really need to do a Coen Brothers film because they've done that. Because I was going to come with, Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou?
2: Mm. Um Ooh. Year year two thousand. That's a yeah. divisive movie in this podcast.
4: I know. <laughs> I know. And um and then I had considered other like Cinderella version films that also made impressions on me for different reasons. I was like, No, nah, I don't want to be that person either because I my taste in film is so varied that I was like, This is the best movie to show that like I'm interested in the most random stuff, I felt. so.
2: You're down for hugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask, have you seen The Slipper and the Rose?
4: I have not.
2: Oh, okay. I just, it's one of those uh, Cinderella movies. Anyway, moving on.
3: Oh, okay. Cool. I'll put it on the list. The list is long.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
3: moving on to the shortest film yet.
1: Uh, no one has any mm. questions regarding.
3: Uh, I was just going to say you had such a good
2: summary. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have questions.
1: I think yeah. I, I I kind of I had two questions that we answered while we were talking, so I don't have any more.
2: We're ready okay. to crack open the Javagatorium.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I feel like it. Okay. All right, Doctor Lagan. Yeah, Doctor Lagano.
3: Yeah, the tags.
1: So uh,
4: so we've got Lagan. Uh, once upon a time colon. Once upon a time in India. <laughs> Um, it is set in 1893, a small vi- village called Champaner. Um, they're an agricultural village in the heart of India and a military station has set up this, uh, like established this, um,
2: Cantonment. Oh,
4: oh, military station. Yeah. Cantonment, um, outside of champanere they're collecting tax for the king and it's been hard because there's been no rain and they're like late they didn't pay they only paid half their tax last year and so this year they're demanding double tax but there still hasn't been any rain and you think ooh, maybe there's going to be some rain because there's a rain dance and a song and a song (laughs) but it never happens um the people are really suffering and enter, a uh, Bhuvan played by Amir Khan, who is known as like the Tom Hanks of Bollywood. Makes sense. Um, which actually fun side note real quick. He re- did recently, um, put out a film called, um, Lal Chada Singh, um, which is the Bollywood version of Forrest Gump.
1: Oh, um,
4: like, like front to back exact same film.
1: So it's like um, Indian history.
4: It's yeah, well, I haven't watched it yet, but um, I, I was watching the trailer last night because I was doing some deep dives and I was like, oh, uh, this Forrest Gump actually was one of the other films that I almost brought, so uh-huh. um, because it was the first movie I ever saw in, in theaters. So, oh, wow. Um, Fun. I was like a- a not baby. even six months old, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
4: so anyway, Amir Khan uh plays Bhuvan, the lead and he has a run-in with the english shol- soldiers and you already know that this guy captain russell hates him because he's ruined his hunt um and uh then you also meet glory the female lead played by gracie singh this was her first time in a leading role Ooh, she's um, so gorgeous she is mm-hmm. beautiful
3: i love she, every yeah, outfit so, she wears
4: every outfit she wears is my favorite yeah <laughs> Um, I made that like note probably five times while I was watching this <laughs> this movie um, and she clearly loves Bouvon, and there's some tension there throughout the film. uh the king of the province goes to Captain Russell, the English soldier guy, on their behalf um and then this really uncomfortable scene occurs where the captain demands that the king eats meat, even though he is a vegetarian. Uh, the king refuses to eat meat, and so the soldiers like, um, sorry, your province is going to have to pay double tax this year because you're not willing to bend to my whim, um, and deny your religion. So, mm. um, the, oh, then the rain dance occurs because you are like, oh, maybe things are going to turn around, but of course they're not. Mm. It doesn't rain, um, but it's a lovely song.
1: The rain and, dance provides a, a lovely cloud cover for five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. A, a reprieve from this desert Indian sun. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Um, and it's uh, and you kind of it, throughout all of this, you're starting to see different characters uh, kind of show what they're interested in, who they are, uh, because this is a an immense cast that you get to know. Uh, you know, little things about each one. Um, this is
2: like the Seven Samurai of cricket movies correct <laughs>
4: it's it's intense how many different characters there are and and, how, they, and they're all spotlighted yeah, yeah yeah how well you get to know them um, so the villagers go to plead with the king but through a series of insults between Bhuvan and Captain Russell Bouvan accepts a bet which is the entire uh, you know point of the film um, if if They can win a match of cricket against all the British soldiers. They will not have to pay tax for three years. But if they lose, they have to pay triple the tax this year. um, And they only have three months to prepare. Elizabeth, the captain's sister, decides to secretly help them learn the game because she has the hots for bouvan. And let's be honest, who here doesn't? Uh, I mean, Americon is a beautiful man. You've got another Bollywood song. It's called Mitva, and it's their, like, call to action, which is like, come on, join me. We're going to do this. All the recruiting song. Just believe in yourself. Have courage. Yeah. Um, oh, it's like uh there's a fun little time because the lyric is every saint and i was like ah boom boom saint saint. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> every saint has said this <laughs> <laughs> slowly other villagers are joining the team uh like i said they each get highlighted for their own skill and why they would succeed in different roles in this game of cricket that we've yet to learn how it's played uh and then surprise Krishna's birthday party, which is one of their gods. Um, beautiful song and
3: dance by Amir and Gracie
4: uh, Bhuvan and, and Gauri.
3: Yeah, and they they explain the significance of the holiday. I think through yeah, song and dance. Yeah. yeah,
4: and they're and I love I love this scene so much um, because not o- not only is I I just I love this song, um, but then you see why Gauri because Gauri is is. While she's kind of a lead in the film, she's also sort of on the edges the whole time. Yes. Um, and then Elizabeth is falling in love with Bouvon, And so this song shows like why it shows all the tension mm-hmm. in, in that little love triangle.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, you know, she's jealous because she's part of his life, but he doesn't really value her or see her or, you know, whatever. He's got all these other women fawning all over him and he's like, whatever, uh, like, Krishna only has eyes for Radha. Like, it's, it's, anyway, it's a beautiful song.
3: I should point out that they're speaking in Hindi most of the film, but there are a bunch of English parts throughout. There are. It's fun.
2: I love the English parts because then there's like this booming voiceover that that explains what the (laughs) English people are talking about.
3: It's like, this is what's happening. (laughs)
2: Yep.
4: There is a scene, I think, right before this whole Krishna birthday party where like Captain Russell gets called in. To his superiors, and they're like, "What have you done? Why are you doing this? We don't think this is a good idea. Like that you've created this bet over this game." Um, And the entire part is over. It's dubbed over by an English narrator, but then everything that the English narrator says, you hear them say to one another. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So it's like you just get the exact same story twice in a row, um, (laughs) in like a ten-minute period, and I it tickles me every time that happens because i'm like am i missing something is there did they say something else but no
3: no (laughs) no basically you could um Yada yada.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it, It's kind of weird how many scenes are just like, okay, we're gonna save some time during the scene by just summing some stuff up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of amazed by that. But so, okay, sorry. Carry on.
2: For that third dance number, right? I, I think um, I was led to understand that Krishna is our friend Bhuvan and Radha is Gari, and then the the nymph is uh, Elizabeth, right? the the, yeah. the temptation is elizabeth but at the very very end of the movie they say elizabeth was only ever rada and so that doesn't make sense to me well
1: no it it isn't isn't the point of their love story that they never get together like they're mm-hmm. always they always wanted each other Dude, but they never get together but
2: i don't yeah. think he ever really wanted elizabeth i think it was kind of a one way was it i think so i don't i don't think
4: i don't think he ever wanted elizabeth he was kind of i
2: I thought he was oblivious to elizabeth
1: i think i thought one of the dance numbers where you know he's he finds himself dancing with elizabeth i thought that was from his perspective i i think he always liked
2: did that happen because i was like hold on she kind of no no that didn't happen i don't think that happened
4: that's actually the, like, only part in I mean, it didn't literally that
0: happen. Questions. That would
2: have been magic. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 happen. no. But, so he's dancing with Gowry in the I love you dance number and and then, yeah. like, she, yeah. she lets her hair down and um, for a second I, I... Was that Elizabeth? That he thought he was yeah. dancing with? Or,
4: yeah, well, no. They, they there is that, an yeah. actual scene where, like, the actress who plays Elizabeth is running through the village with him.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: And then she, like, cuddles into his lap. Um, and I... Honestly, I don't know. I don't know whose perspective that's, that's supposed weird. to be from. It always even, seems even to even if me, it's not, yeah. It, it always seemed to me like Bouvan was uh, not interested in her and was kind of
2: aloof to like her.
1: Yeah, Her, but, her in general.
2: Plus, we, his mom yeah. likes Gary. Yeah, which, which
1: is which is fine. But like going back to the end, like the end says oh. Elizabeth was his. I, I can't remember all the names. Rada. Was his, Rada. Rada? It didn't say he was her krishna she oh. it specifically says she was his Radha. and right. so like so that sense that of, the, of the symbolism or whatever it yeah. applies to her not necessarily him so i think it makes sense at the end
0: yeah
3: yeah yeah well she shouldn't have done that she should have found someone if she, she wanted to have. be yeah, yeah i know
1: yeah elizabeth
3: she's oh, very she, dramatic
1: she, was... <laughs> she pulls a, a a danielle i think she has like uh or or actually, she pulls a Danielle or a Jacqueline from ever after she has higher priorities than uh you know it's like the than than just finding a man I think she uh, she she does she has the the social aspect there, yeah,
3: she opened a commoner college oh, there
2: I you think go. she
4: just <laughs> never got over him <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's what it was <laughs>
2: yeah. I think depressed. secretly she was there the whole time pretending to like move on, but really, like, how do you resist Indian bigfoot, whatever that guy's Buran? name was
0: oh yeah. Mm. Yeah,
2: for sure. You just want He's... to grab that beard with both hands.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so desirable, <laughs> that man. <laughs> um, okay, let's see. Do uh, do 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 do. Christmas birthday game. party. Yeah, we're getting there. So um, <laughs> so uh, at, during the birthday party though is when the double cross scheme comes in. Um, where Laka, the guy who wants to marry Gori goes to the British and says, I hate Bouvon I will do anything it takes for him to not succeed so I can get the woman of my dreams. Um, I will cheat for you and for for the British soldiers. So uh, shortly after that, Elizabeth professes her love for Bouvon but he doesn't understand because she tells it to him in English and he doesn't know any English at all.
2: Yes, that was um, a big mistake on her part.
4: Yeah, she, well, I'm, she'd been learning like Hindi as well. And so I was curious why she'd been
1: learning Hindi for four hours. She could, she could say everything, (laughs) but I love you. She knew every other phrase in Hindi.
4: Yeah. (laughs) She knew exactly how to translate cricket in Hindi. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but after she tells Bhuvan that she loves him, then immediately we go into O which is the love song between Gori and Bhuvan that we just spoke about. Um, where also we have Elizabeth's pr- perspective of, uh, Bouvain being in like a military outfit and they dance to this like really operatic, very classical kind of song. Um, and it's very interesting. Not my favorite part of the movie, but <laughs>
3: it's okay. too much Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> well, and I just, I love Gory And so whenever I see Elizabeth, I'm like, Ugh, no, no, stop. Get out of there. Yeah. Mm. Everyone's training for the game. Um, Bhuvan suggests including an untouchable or low caste man, um, single handedly destroying the stigma of disabled people in India.
2: And the caste Absolutely. system. The caste system came crumbling down in the 1890s <laughs> yeah. for good. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Um,
4: enter song Chali Chalo, which is a training montage and an <laughs> excellent excellent song and then the game begins there's still an <laughs> hour and 24 minutes left to go <laughs> uh, the stakes are high they're mostly losing Locus treachery is exposed um and then uh they win <laughs> yeah really
3: last minute too <laughs> Oh yeah. really
4: yeah like I, I i let me say this i've watched this film so so many times and i like still, three
2: times because it's so uh, long i don't know how many times you can watch it
4: <laughs> like no. you're only
1: old enough to have watched it three times
0: <laughs> yes.
4: so i until uh, let's see when i was watching it for this podcast i've i've watched it actually probably three times in the last month oh
2: um,
0: wow
4: just because i love this movie oh. um but it uh until i would say last night all of the rules of cricket were unclear, and after last night, um, probably eighty percent of the rules of cricket are unclear still. Okay, so so.
1: <laughs> that was going to be a big question. I I was like, okay, <laughs> here's something about this movie. Um, it's it's uh, three hours and forty five minutes long. At Ugh. least we're going to get a detailed. Ex- you know description of every cricket rule and we didn't get like one description of one yeah. cricket rule <laughs> just like those elders
4: and the game to teach is you. almost an hour and a half long um minus one song break um yeah. Palanahare, where they're like singing lord uh-huh. help us help us help yeah. us um but beyond be, aside from that song which i think only runs for like maybe 4 minutes You've got an hour and 20 minutes of this match. Yeah. Um where it's mostly just the match. Like there's little moments here and there where they're switching players and like someone gets hurt um or they're cheering on like the the underdog. But for the most part it's like a solid hour and 20 minutes of cricket. Of cricket. <laughs> so yeah. can
2: I can I say something because I, Please. I and I think I sort of understand how to play cricket now um it's at least same. like you said 20%. But I mean, this movie was made in India for Indians who all know exactly how to play cricket. So can you imagine if we were watching Hoosiers and they spent like a half an hour explaining how to play Uh, basketball?
1: That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Although I'm an American citizen and I don't know how to play football,
3: like American football. So (laughs) I would like an explainer.
0: Okay.
1: That would be, yeah, I think we should, that should be a rule from now on. Like all sports movies need to have a five minute like okay here's 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 the the commercial on yeah
3: and then if it's on netflix you could say skip explanation if you (laughs) know how to
1: play yeah but they have to they They have have to teach it in a clever way you know like in this movie i was expecting some like clever like you know elizabeth is going to be flirting with all these guys and she's gonna like have these funny ways of doing it and she'd like there's gonna be this language barrier and so she'd have to act everything out um so that would be fun. Okay, I, I also have another wish list of of stuff. I was really, really upset that Gari didn't dress up as a man and play cricket.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was going to be on the team for sure.
1: Well, oh, and she says she that. volunteers for the team. I assumed, like, they didn't say anything, but she says, you know, uh, they say, oh, we need 11 players. You know, we only have eight. And she says nine because I'm on the team or something. But then they just don't do anything with Nothing that. Nothing happens. So, yeah, I I am guessing I guess I don't know. I guess women aren't allowed to play cricket, you know, which is expected. And so I wanted her to like
2: dress sneak up as a man. In.
1: Yeah. And and that would have been fun. Also
2: tie a rug around her cricket. chest and pretend yeah. she's got a hairy – Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean that that would have been fun. And the Okay, and so the the end of the movie cuz um, cuz this is a big thing because it's just like because the in the cricket rules Everybody bats once. It's like t ball
2: in this country,
1: right? <laughs> yes. Uh, every, everybody bats once. So if you get them out, then they don't bat again. And if you get everybody out, then you know that's all they score. And it's right? two. It's yeah.
2: basically one inning, a top and a bottom inning. That's all the game is.
1: Right. Right. And, and two also, innings, also yeah. one one thing I know about cricket is, I guess you could be a team of one because Bouvan is the. <laughs> He just bats the entire time, and so and you know he he kind of he pretty much scores everything. It's like it's like this test of test of endurance. Um, But uh, the the bad guys they have this opportunity where you know the crippled guy or the arm crippled guy Mm. to switch it up so he has to bat when Bouvan is on first because there's only first base and home plate in cricket. You run back and forth, and depending on where you wind up is who bats, Um, and so um, they they yeah they get it I'm on learning him, so and, much john you're explaining it so well i would not I, be able to be so succinct <laughs> okay and here's another thing i wished because apparently this happens because cricket was really big in new zealand and so i kind of got some osmosis cricket rules from that apparently because the there are two like bases first base it's not called first base but it's like the bowler pitches it to the guy at home plate and he hits it and the person on base runs to home plate and the person on home plate runs to first and they run yeah. back and forth. And however many times they're able to run is how many runs you score. Apparently, uh, when in, in real games, if, if they're not watching those two, those two runners collide into each other sometimes, um, <laughs> oh. it's just always fun to see, you know, in, in a, in a cricket match.
2: Uh, well,
4: doesn't okay. that kind of happen? Does, does, it
2: seems like the two of them got tangled up at some point. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah, the, the, something happens where was it when Uncle Uncle Eddie or whatever his name is? Because you know, because they cause they, ha- they also have to communicate with each other. Sometimes they hit each other, and they have to both decide on which base to run to because yeah. they can't right. each base. And so it, it, they could stumble over each other, and like no, you have to run back, no, you go back here, you know, which is how Uncle what's his name gets out because yeah. uh, they Eddie? didn't communicate because he's just ran a marathon, yeah, <laughs> that make it onto base, yeah, yeah, Ugh. so sad.
2: So okay, I wait, so I do love the ending though. I have one
1: though. more wish list thing. I have oh, okay, one more oh, okay. wish list. Okay, because the movie ends where Bouvon hits a really far ball. And um Captain what's his name? Russell. Captain Teneal Russell. Uh, yeah. Captain Russell like catches it and everyone is silent and it turns out it pans out it turns out he catches it like out of bounds, so it's a home run, right? And that's yes. how they win. That's the last That's the last hit. But what mm. I really wanted, I wanted a Rocky IV situation where he does catch it, but all the British people, by this time, they've completely turned on him. Like, <laughs> okay, this is yes. not cool. You're the worst person, and we want you to drop the ball. We want you to, to send you to Africa because this sucked. We thought we'd be watching a fun game, but we realized <laughs> we're being the most British we've ever been when we're oppressing these people. And you made it very obvious by your villainy on the field this day, good day, sir, off the ball so when
2: when he's <laughs> not when he's it. not busy triple taxing cantonments he's also tying yeah. people's girlfriends to the railroad tracks yes i think <laughs> he's the that kind of villain.
0: just for that purpose <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah.
3: So, i really did think that's what was happening because they didn't pan down or tilt the camera down yet no, and yeah. i did think that everyone turned on him like how dare you win this game yeah. <laughs> after everything you put them through <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: i think everyone would have turned on him except for Mutton Chops.
2: Oh, man, that guy. <laughs> <Drops>. <laughs> the mutton stash, <stache. laughs> man. Okay, Roy,
1: sorry, you were saying something.
2: Oh, I can't remember. I think I wanted to talk about uh, the thing you mentioned, how he caught it out of bounds. I will say oh. I was shocked. Uh, shocked, I say, that at the very end of this movie, there was no <laughs> end credits, full cast dance.
1: Yes, i was very surprised because like i think we've earned the dance (laughs) yes it's traditional i
3: feel it's tradition yeah we wave at the gate we wave at the (laughs) gate and it's a true story (laughs) just like all these that we've seen are true (laughs) stories they're all true every last movie that i gave you is
2: true so let me ask you guys about the camera which was that's what
3: i was hoping you'd bring up was there
2: a reason they did the fisheye camera for so much of the movie it's
3: the lens that they used, I think. I I
2: don't know. So it was a choice but, like this is going to look cool.
3: Well, it was kind of like India's big budget yeah. Bollywood film. This it movie was, was nominated
2: was, for best uh foreign film at the Academy Awards. Yeah. And I think and it was it the first Indian of, movie.
4: It got a lot of Indian awards too at their like their big awards show. Yeah. Um and um, it's like, it's held in such high esteem, too, even like to this day. Um, I was reading something last night about how the director for Triple uh, R, um, like w- when he was going to make his Triple R film, he was like, the he kind of took cues from Lagon and how it like united India oh. um, in a way. Um, And so anyway, it's still like 20 years later, like held in like very high esteem. Um, So I think it was supposed to be just like this big, dramatic, historical drama situation. Um, And I think maybe they thought that that lens would um, help it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think. I mean i it, it I think it would make a lot more sense because we obviously all watched it on T V. If you if you see that lens on a big giant screen
0: mm-hmm.
3: and you
1: actually have to turn your head back and forth to be able to yeah. see everything, I think it makes a lot more sense when that with that lens panning over the landscape.
3: Yeah. yeah. Maybe. And maybe in IMAX theaters that would be mm-hmm. really cool. <laughs> <laughs> they Hard. call it an aeroscope aeroscope. S- aeroscope mm-hmm. camera aperture. So lens.
2: This yeah. This movie um uh, it cost 250 million rupees. I don't know what that translates to. Um, it made 1.7 million dollars. I don't know what that translates to either. Um, <laughs> but 95 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so this is highly regarded. So now I—it's I, a good film. Yeah, I need to ask because our, one of our very favorite films that we watched in 2022 was Barfi. Have you guys seen that? No, I haven't.
4: But I did listen to your podcast about oh, it. Oh
2: my goodness, you got to see Barfi. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. And we then will. so not necessarily a Bollywood film, but if you enjoy Indian films, um the one of the great directors is Sanjit Ray and there is the Apu trilogy and uh if
4: you Oh did, yeah, I listened to that podcast too.
2: <laughs> oh man, nice. so Crystal Way to go. Yeah. The the, the, the world a, of did
4: some deep dives.
2: <laughs> Oh wow. So yeah, <laughs> the think? third the third movie in that trilogy is The World of Apu which is the one we talked about in our podcast and um and I just love it and I think you would too. So there you go. Awesome
1: nice i want to ask a few questions rewind two weeks everybody who hasn't seen this movie just rewind two weeks just just uh and, and just let me just say okay so there's this movie called Lagan, and it's about some indian villagers who play against the british in a cricket match uh, where the stakes are pretty high because it's tax related <laughs> that's what the movie's about they play a cricket match mm-hmm. how long would you say this movie is
2: <laughs> two, two hours.
1: Would you say eighty-seven minutes? A or
2: sharp nine ninety minutes, minutes yeah. to
1: that. Yeah,
3: <laughs> I, I would go as far as a hundred and twenty minutes, but that's not long enough.
4: <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think th- like three hours would be a good cap. Those extra the forty-six minutes. <laughs> Those extra forty-six minutes.
3: Kind of, you, you got to take it in sittings. Well, and we saw some things that could have been cut down, like. Hey, you all want to go talk to the king? Yeah, let's all go do that. Yeah. We're walking and we're going to go talk to the king. And then they're like, what do you mean the king's busy right now? We can't talk to him. Oh my gosh, what are we going to do now? Oh, let's think of a different plan. I was like, yeah, they could cut some stuff out.
2: There, there are at least 20 scenes where it's just everyone yelling at Bouvon about making the deal and that they're going to go talk to the king and fix it.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's Isn't repeated there,
2: multiple times. Yeah. It,
0: it, is, Isn't there a it song is a bad about bet,
1: but also, you know what? I mean, you look around, it's a desert. You're not growing anything. Also, what else are you going to do? May as well play a game of cricket. Yeah.
2: Right? So, yeah. so here's my suggestion for my kind of notes to the, the director is when the cricket match starts, that's when you queue up um, the final countdown by Europe. And you have until that song is over to finish the match.
4: <laughs> but I mean, but at this point, they had built up all of those little nuances in each character, right? Mm-hmm. And all of their strengths. And you had to see how it was going to play
2: out. Oh, man. I loved it. Was is the guy's name Guvon? The guy with the Guran. devil beard? Yeah, Guvon. Guvon. I loved his pitch so much. It was like yeah. the charging right at you with my rod of an arm pitch. <laughs> he's Almost. like
4: your mother is going to cry i'm going to bring shame on you
2: okay this is the star trek nerd in
3: me but he reminds me of gowron yeah now that i think about it yeah. oh
2: yeah. yeah but you gotta love windmill guy too that windmill pitch is something Windmill. Else. i don't know I why he needs it. a running start because then he comes to a dead halt
0: oh yeah
4: <laughs> that's that's a goalie goalie yeah, he that part I crack up every time. Every time he goes to the bowl for the first time, and they're like, "Wait, what's going on?" And he just keeps, keeps winding up. Uh, Let me ask this as
2: well: um, when when the uh, the untouchable guy pitches or bowls for the first time, it's not. It's not uh what do you call it? It's I not, was going
1: to ask you it's not spinning It's the way not it spinning should. and they're, they're like what's first going day, on? it's spinning wrong. and they yeah, keep and,
2: looking and so, at the ball and I thought oh they've been given like a gammy ball by the British. That's but, what I thought. But that's yeah, not the case. Yeah, yeah or they it, it, and then that just, part just the out. second
1: day it just starts spinning correctly it works again. and I was that was going to be my one of my big questions like why was it not spinning did it have to do with like the equinox or something? <laughs> Or maybe like
3: he got better at the game, like his arm was working better. <laughs> he
2: corrected his spin. <laughs>
4: yeah. Well, yeah, or, yeah, or it. maybe it's because they were like really pleading, heartfelt, you know, to P- Palana Hade or whatever. You know, they were like, "God,
1: please help us! Like, please, 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 we please can't make the spin lose." Happen and then again, right? They re-blessed him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah I, I just don't know why it wasn't working that first time cuz it was working in practice, you know. Drama, I, yeah, I thought for sure drama.
2: it was going to be subterfuge and it, and it was not.
4: I thought I I thought that too. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um also, I I'd be foolish not to bring up The Windows of Heaven film and uh. if you if you pay your tithing, then it will rain. <laughs>
1: so well, there you
2: go.
1: Yeah. Oh, so they should have been taxed. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: At least 10%. So
1: yeah. Okay. Um, my other question is, I can't believe they didn't do this, but uh, Captain Russell's stint in Africa, how did that go? Was he immediately killed or did he subjugate all of Africa?
2: Well, that's why this movie needed to be five and a half hours long so that we could get that, mm-hmm. that, uh, dénouement.
3: You know,
4: I think that you'll find the answer if you read Spare by Prince Henry, Prince Henry, what did I say Prince Harry,
3: Prince Harry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> Oh, is it one of the salacious <laughs> chapters of that book?
4: He talks a lot about Africa.
3: <laughs> oh yeah,
1: hmm.
3: it's a modern okay. day telling. Yeah,
1: <laughs> uh, I'll. Uh, did you read it, Crystal? Did you read the book? It's it's so hot Spare? right now, right?
3: Yeah,
4: I, I I'm about halfway through. Ooh. Oh,
1: oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Okay. There's
4: also like a monarchy theme kind of tying all of these together. So yeah, in a way, not I mean. not
3: boondocks but i don't know the, uh, the Dawn is kind well, of a modern Dawn is, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm. there's a lot going on there
1: yeah um, okay okay i have one more question and uh okay we'll see okay crystal you learned all about cricket finally finally understand yeah. um there there's a point where Bouvon hits a home run or he hits it out of bounds so they get like the automatic runs for that
0: mm-hmm.
1: and but they let him do it right cuz because uh, he kicks it out Captain of bounds. russell kicks it out of bounds specifically so that the untouchable would be at bat
3: yeah um, oh. but then
1: later in the movie he hits it out of bounds and then he bats again so who decides oh. who on a home run or whatever you the equivalent
3: uh, yeah because i thought they were supposed to get four
2: runs for yeah. a home run but then his laps. last hit was worth five one run- runs wasn't it
4: um, maybe there's been some speculation that they didn't follow the rules of cricket what
2: (laughs)
3: Whoa! I thought that was a true story (laughs) oh no
2: Lagan never upon a time in India
1: I'm starting to think that cricket is like Quidditch and they just made it up for this movie yes
4: (laughs) (laughs) yeah everyone only knows cricket because of Lagan yeah yeah
0: (laughs) all right
1: well okay okay so that's that's Lagon. that's,
2: it. that's it. it
1: okay so i don't think there's anything else i have to mention does anybody have any final Lagon thoughts
2: um
1: Roy, right did you say the budget and stuff
2: i did the one i didn't mention is boondock saints oh. and uh six million it made thirty thousand dollars at the theater <laughs> well
1: boondock saints do, you, do you know why because Columbine happened, yeah. like, an hour earlier. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. So they decided yeah. to do a minimal
3: release. They took it out of At most of the major theaters. Yeah. Oh. So they did a minimal release in one theater just to get it out there, and then it became a cult classic yeah. on VHS and DVD. So wow. Does
2: Columbine also explain the critics' ratings? Because these three movies have an average rating of 71% <laughs> because Boondock Saints is 27
3: yeah, I, I read every critical response to the film, and they all hated it. They're yeah. like, "So much blood, so much violence." I yeah. think it was because of Columbine in well, their brains. And
4: there was some, there was some uh, commentary that it was like trying to be Tarantino but not Tarantino.
3: But he was just a bartender, the guy that made the movie. Yeah. So I'm like, he's doing a good job.
0: It's hard um, to make. Did a you movie.
4: know? Yeah. there there was a second and and almost a third there's almost a third yeah not too late and almost a prequel oh, oh. the third and the prequel are apparently in the works. The, the, they, they the say boondog, they're in production
2: the boondock altar Origins. boys yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: the altar boys <laughs> <laughs> we don't know where our dad is but we're gonna figure it out
1: right Or, or are was...
3: also just
4: gonna cgi billy Connolly super young <laughs>
1: I I was Mm -hmm. excited to see Boondock Saints in 2009 because I had never seen it in 2009, but that's when Boondock Saints 2 came out, and a bunch of my friends were like, I can't believe they made another Boondock Saints. Let's all go to Brookies and see it. Um, But I – yeah. I wound up watching the Boondock Saints, but then I wound up not watching the Boondock Saints 2, so I still have yet to see that. I don't know if it's any good, but I'm also curious to see a movie called Overnight. I don't know if you guys have heard of this movie. It's a movie just about – the bartender director of Dog Saints.
3: I did oh. I did yeah. hear about it overnight success is oh, kind of cool. what it's
1: yeah yeah and, <laughs> and it's about his overnight success being a bartender getting his script sold and then the subsequent him arguing with the studio getting the budget stripped barely being able to make it and then like the consequent like uh-huh. um, like losing everything from the movie and it's that yeah. kind of thing yeah oh my goodness oh yeah so, and apparently then apparently it's kind of fun
3: yeah, and I don't think he got any of the royalties originally for the DVD sales or whatever. Something happens. Right, which, so, which yeah. sucks
1: because it's like, okay, you make $30,000 in your theatrical run, and then every – Every frat dude, like Aunt Crystal, um, rents, rents Boondock Saints for the next 10 years or, or buys it and, you know, has the Boondock Saints poster on the wall and everything. You don't even get, like, poster money.
2: Yeah. So this yeah. is on this is on everyone's shelf right next to the Fight Club.
1: Yeah. yeah. Exactly. correct.
2: Okay. All right, John, are we ready to do some awards?
1: We're ready to do some awards. Oh, let's do contact information at this time. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say, uh, hey, uh, send us an email. We read all the emails. We pour over them. Yours, mine, there's podcast at gmail.com. Go ahead and send us an email. Uh, Go ahead and go to – well, actually, maybe the most important thing, go to Apple Podcasts. uh, Go to Spotify. Go to Stitcher, wherever you download podcasts. Give us a high rating. Give us five stars. Give us a thumbs up, whatever it takes. Write a review. You can say whatever you want in the review. Just give us five stars. Go ahead and do that. Uh, go ahead and go to our blog at yours mind there's podcast blogspot com. That way, you can like directly download all the MP3s of all the other 105 podcasts we've done for this podcast, and uh, you know, scan through there. Do a search on that. We've, as Roy mentioned earlier, we've we've done about like what did you say about a 350 movies total?
2: Yeah, so almost. Far. We're almost done.
1: Yeah, we're almost done with all <laughs> movies ever made. So, uh, you know, if you do a search like on our blog for like maybe a movie you like, then chances, chances oh. are we've done that movie and you can go ahead and download that podcast directly. So that should be fun for you. Like Crystal <laughs> did that because she wanted to hear us talk about World of a Pooh, which was forever ago. Ooh, uh, mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. Give us a call, 801
1: 896 4542. 801 896 4542. Leave us a voicemail. We will play it on the air. And, of course, go to the Facebook page. Become a member. We've almost hit 100 members. Yay! And, uh, you know, and so when you're there, you can vote in the polls. You can decide what types of movies we watch, what genres we pick, and what specific movies we have to watch. And we're going to get to those after awards for next time. Uh, So... Uh, stick around. We're doing awards now. You guys ready?
2: Almost. So uh, one final challenge that I will oh. throw out to Crystal and um, and Richard is at the end of the year we'd give out the oh, yes, guest yes. of the year award, which mm-hmm. is judged solely by Spotify Listen. So, Ew, yeah, I love Go it. call your family, your friends, your your mob ties, whatever. Make them at least start it and you know put it on mute and let it run for twenty minutes. So and you guys might win that award.
1: Yeah, rent out a room, gather your whole family, and listen all together, but then do that five more times, because that would only count as one (laughs) listen if you do it that
3: (laughs) way. All right, let's do it. Crystal and I have joint awards, so no need to do four sets of awards. Oh, okay.
1: Okay, that's very thoughtful. You uh, you didn't want to Lagan it out.
2: Uh, exactly. Yes. <laughs> oh, that didn't work. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, okay. Interesting. So, uh, so you 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 got together. You you discussed your awards. Was there any? Let me just ask right now. Was there any contention, did or did you just like completely agree?
3: I will just say that I will defer to Crystal. Like, if there's a disagreement, I'm like, actually, you're probably right. These are your films. There's there's some honorable mention. Yeah, okay. there's honorable I, mentions that I might have okay. been a part of.
2: That's- I picture you two closing your eyes and touching foreheads and then just simultaneously <laughs> saying the same thing for every word. And then it, you write it
4: that actually is exactly how it happens. Like okay. like Spock and the Horda. Okay. Oh, <laughs> That's
3: who
4: we are.
1: Uh, Spock and Horn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Oh, I can't wait. Okay, um, so let's see. Christchard? Christchard? Let's start with you. <laughs> okay. uh, uh, what, of these, what was the best title?
4: Uh, the best title is Boondog Saints.
1: Okay. Of course. You know, one thing I learned is actually, we always get in trouble. You know, Roy, you're especially guilty of this. You always throw in That's the... True. Um, you know when there is no the, mm. um, like uh, as in you know the Talking Heads for example when the when they have up. an album called the name of the band <laughs> is Talking Heads. Oh shut up, shut up. Um, I, I learned that the the title of this movie is The Boondock Saints. I always thought it yeah. was just Boondock Saints, but it is The Boondock Saints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Uh, okay, Roy, <laughs> do you like the title The Boondock Saints?
2: My favorite title is The Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> So, no, I went with Lagan, Once Upon a Time in India, because, number one, I love taxes, and also I know from the title that it's a true story.
1: (laughs) Right, right, okay. All right, my favorite title is The Star Wars. (laughs) Uh, But of these, I'm going to have to say The Boondock Saints, because, you know, it's The Boondock Saints. The, The other ones I'm really annoyed because they have, they have, Post-viewing post colons. Originally, it was just Ever After. And originally, it was just Lagan But both of those movies now have different names in IMDb, because I guess people didn't know what they were. And so I really don't like that the movies are now called Ever After, colon, A Cinderella Story, and Lagon colon, Once Upon a Time in India. I don't like that. Stop yeah. changing names.
2: Stop it. George I'm Lucas or
1: whoever. Okay. All right. Uh, Roy, best poster, please.
2: Yeah, um, I'm going to go with Ever After. I think it's kind of it's pretty. It's kind of um, a take on the, that uh, painting by Da Vinci. And it's got lots of fun colors. And then mostly just I, the other posters are just blah for me. So. It,
1: it is. <laughs> I didn't even think that it was like a take on that painting that they referenced.
3: Kind of. Yeah.
1: Okay, that's pretty good. I like how blue it is, so that's cool. Very blue. Okay. Um, Crystal Richard.
4: <laughs> um, Lagoon, because Amir Khan is so beautiful.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. And, uh, and it shows that whole like really fun cast of characters.
1: Right, like the Untouchables cast.
4: Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, okay, yeah, no, a lot of fun characters. Okay, I. this is great. I love when this happens. I picked the Boondock Saints. Um, mm, they're glowing. I really like how one of the brothers is right-handed and one of the brothers is left-handed. Oh, so when yeah. They're, when they're pointing their guns, they're both kind of facing each other, um, which is kind of like I really like uh, in old Beatles footage, how Lennon and McCartney do that, where uh, they lean into the same microphone, and their guitars are both pointing different directions, and it almost looks romantic to
2: me. <laughs> oh, Aww. So yeah. the, the, boondock, the Boondock Saints could be wearing a sweater made for two.
1: Right. No. And yeah. They still work out. <laughs> They're like uh, <laughs> that. Would be an interesting, you know, like these, uh, like the Siamese twins who are going around vigilante and everything. Um, I also like in the Boonock Saints* poster how Willem Dafoe is just got a picture in picture, just and here's Willem <laughs> yeah. Dafoe and like another picture on the poster. Yeah. Okay, uh, Roy. Best opening credits, please.
2: Sure, uh, Lagan. There, because there's like seven different sets of opening credits here. Um, but very dramatic. Lots of colors and. Starting the padding early. Yeah. Maps and fans. Mm, yeah. yeah, I think the first third of the movie was the opening credits and mm. it was good. Nice. Okay. All right, Richard Crystal.
4: Um, we agree. Mm-hmm. Lagan. Spinning coin, epic music. Maps and artifacts make it look like it's telling the truth. Um, <laughs> uh, with no with movie an with honorable a map mention,
3: yeah. <laughs> no one with a map.
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but with with an honorable mention for uh, Ever After because that orange sky and the purple letters of of it saying Ever After was um, just wonderful. Yeah, hmm.
1: yeah. Uh, I didn't write down the orange part of ever after I would have picked it. Maybe, um, I picked the boondock saints with the, uh, (laughs) white on black lettering. And then it brings the picture back in. It fades back into a helicopter shot of Boston. And then it cuts back to the letters. And then it cuts back to a different part of Boston. And I'm like, I bet if I were from Boston, these would be pretty cool shots. Yeah.
4: I, I thought that the, um, the boondock Boondock saints, uh, opening credits was just really chaotic. (laughs) because it did keep doing that it kept cutting back and the credits don't even stop until after that whole meatpacking incident with the rule of thumb oh
1: we forgot to i forgot to mention the The meatpack was important no it's not
4: (laughs) but the credits keep rolling beyond that point like they're rolling for a long time and you see you see a lot of stuff and you get very endeared to them um and it happens after the entire church scene, which I thought was interesting. But, I, I mean, it's not my favorite, though, so why do I keep going on? It's
0: yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, so
4: chaotic. Yeah.
1: They, 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 they are chaotic. chaotic. And also, it just yeah. reminds me that the, the Boondock Saints opens with the brothers punching a fellow worker lady at the meatpacking <laughs> plant. I'm like, oh, boy, these guys have a long climb to get me to like these guys. Oh, yeah. But, you know.
4: Well, and after their priest talks about the Kitty Genovese
1: uh, oh, yeah. murder, yes. like
4: <laughs> – like that happens before the credits roll too. Um, it's all very
1: educational. It was,
4: it was, it was <laughs> an interesting beginning to a film. I, no. I
1: meant to look up another documentary to watch. I forgot the name of it. I know I watched it. Twenty-seven so, Windows. It, it, is that what it's called? Twenty-seven. That the must Kitty be what it is. The the one that that kind of it kind of refutes the whole. Like the New York Times yeah. reported that. Okay, yeah, this woman like was like raped and killed in front of all these people, and no one did anything and it's like this big thing that this story that everyone kind of knows where it's like okay that's what life is like in the big city, and what is the world coming to because people do that where they 're not concerned with other people? Well, actually, that did not happen. People were trying to help, and all sorts of stuff um, is misrepresented right. of the story, yeah,
3: very misrepresented mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Um, I yeah. I I can't remember the name of that movie.
2: We were doing awards. Okay. <laughs> oh sorry. Oh sorry. <laughs> uh,
1: okay. Opening credit. I said Boondock Saints. Okay. Crystal Richard. Best technology. There's only one answer here.
3: There. Okay. Let's see. It's Leonardo da Vinci. Yes. Because.
2: He invented shoes that could walk on
1: water. That's the right answer. Yay! <laughs> oh
2: so I have the same pick, but I will honorable mention uh Willem Dafoe's discman. Oh, that's very good. <laughs> the the non skipping opera discman. Yeah. Actually
1: he can only listen to opera because that's why he's into opera because he wears a discman while he's dancing, and that's the only yep. type of music that doesn't skip that won't by skip. dancing to those kind of that kind of rhythm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh Roy Best Outfit.
2: Okay, I like Jacqueline's horse costume.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, a
1: oh very, that's a good, good Yeah, costume. she has a great, like, yeah, she's a pretty, like, the Masquerade horse costume, yeah. Yep. That's pretty cool. It looks pretty cool. Okay. Not
2: uh, her act pretending to be a real horse. It, we're talking the Masquerade, yeah.
1: Yes. Okay, okay. Uh, Crystal Squad.
4: Um, Boondock Saints. Six-Gun Holster. Yes.
1: Okay, yeah, that's a, that's a great yes, yes. Yeah, maybe it's one guy with six guns instead of six guys. What? That's ridiculous. Three, three,
4: three guys with two guns.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go with uh, Elizabeth's Dream Sequence Basic Instinct Red Dress. Oh, yeah, Ooh. Red Dress. Yeah. yeah. Red Dress Diary. That's okay. a good one. Uh, Alright, Crystal Company. Uh, best name?
4: Oh um mm. which what? who who do, I mean okay so we're going to we're going to go we're going to go with gori on this one okay um because um i i loved the wordplay uh during the film because uh they kept calling elizabeth gori also um in hindi oh
0: really? because
4: okay. because gori in hindi means um shining in white
0: Oh,
4: um, but it all but it also means brilliant. Um, so anyway, so they kept calling her Gory, and there was a little joke between Tipu and Bhuvan when they were like talking about Gory, and she was like, "I'm here," and they're like, "No, no, no, the other Gory, not you, Gory." Okay.
1: <laughs> and, um, okay. So I. Yeah, it's so that's good. why we picked that one. Okay, yeah. that's, name that's a that's good catch. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I also went with Gary for not the same reason at all. <laughs> it was to give her a break because her name is pretty much Gary, you know. Like Gary oh, is like this yeah. very man name in English, and that's pretty much her name. And so I wanted to get because she has an uphill battle being named Gary, you know, yeah. and trying to win the affections <laughs> of the main guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Roy, what would you have?
2: Also from Lagan, I went with White Mam. White man. <laughs> hey, white I man. I didn't notice you liked that one. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Uh, Roy, best food?
2: Uh, so I can't narrow it down to a specific moment, but almost anything they were probably eating in Lagan, um, because Indian food is so darn good. Right. So at some point, they were eating something good. So
1: Okay. Uh, I'll... Well, I'll say mine right now because it has to do with Lagan, and I'm sure the best thing in there was the forbidden meat. I don't oh. know what oh. I don't know what Captain what's his name had. It, I don't know if it was like elephant or goat or whatever, but it must have been tasty because it was forbidden. That's just my guess. <laughs>
4: <laughs> probably antelope.
1: Well, oh no, right, yeah, because sort of he deep. was hunting yeah. antelope. That's yeah, it's probably antelope. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, Crystal, what do you have?
4: Um. I said four-minute eggs, not four one-minute eggs, and we're in God's name is our bread. <laughs> oh, very,
1: I almost picked the four-minute eggs. Yeah, Yay! That's good. Okay, good. Uh, okay, uh, while you're still talking, Crystal, who is your best alien?
3: Yeah, in Ever After, some Spanish pig that they have the nerve to call a princess.
1: <laughs> That's very good. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, Roy, best alien.
2: Uh, Colonel Russell, who's uh, the alien invader of India. You know? He is mm-hmm. an alien invader. I almost
1: picked Colonel yeah. Russell, um, but I went with his bratty, non-Handy-speaking sister, Elizabeth, although she picks up the language very fast. She does. She is the most she alien does. in the country, I would say.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I,
4: I will say, uh, we honorable mentioned mutton chops from lagan
0: <laughs> <laughs> It's good.
4: just just for, just for the stash. hmm
1: yeah, also he's from Guron. Alpha Manchari. Yeah, that
2: guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't you can't tell me that Guron's not from another planet. So, <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, probably Klingon, huh? <laughs> oh. it,
4: it, it tried. <laughs> uh,
1: Roy, best effects.
2: Uh, Would the the special effects which led to Lagan receiving a nod at uh, for best foreign film? The I call it the Lagan camera. Uh, uh, oh. Uh, and it was stunning. Oh, so okay, yeah. Vista. It made me a little bit sick.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Crystal, what do you got?
3: All right, we're going with the Boonog Saints, the Missing Finger.
1: Oh, okay, mm. that's a good effect, yeah. It, it was great. P- very practical.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It got a little bit, like, I don't know, green and yellowy, like a rubber stamp, <laughs> kind of, like, by just, the time it made just it to like, the lab.
3: Yeah, just like
2: what a real finger would do.
3: I don't know if
4: you guys have ever chopped off a finger, but
3: that's exactly
1: what happened. Not
2: lately. Well, have you guys seen the Banshees of Inchersnirfnish?
3: That's a real thing? In a
2: Inishirin, yes, a- one of the movies up for Best Picture this in year. Sure,
3: for sure. If in you're
2: in a, a big fan of uh, of Fingers, that's the movie for you.
3: So, oh, yay! Hey.
1: Anyway.
3: All right, well, we are, so... Okay.
1: <laughs> Uh, okay, my special effects go to just squibs in general from the Boondock Saints. Okay. Uh, a lot of squibs, so a lot of squib work. I always appreciate
2: that. We
1: love a good squib.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: okay, uh, Roy, best location?
2: I'm going to go with King Francis's Palace. It looked pretty swanky.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's uh, good. Same one? Same one with you guys?
4: Um, I... I had trouble deciding on this one. Mm-hmm. Um but I decided the Ruins of Amboise oh, um geez. from Ever After. Uh I love that scene um so much and I uh, I it, which is funny actually because that's a goof also because they weren't ruins during the time of <laughs> this particular <laughs> prince. Uh-huh. Um but I but I like the sentiment behind it. You know, these trees were so small and now they're so tall. Blah, blah, blah. I it's it's pretty.
1: Okay, good. Good. Okay, I just went... I went with general. I went Renaissance Fair Era France.
2: Oh, Mm. oh, good. Okay. Doesn't everyone look like they have a loot in their back pocket they're just ready to start playing? (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay, uh, Crystal Squad. Best song. This should be good. Oh, gosh.
4: (sighs) Okay, well, I... uh, This was a hard one for me. Just because... Not only do I love the film Lagon but I love um, just listening to the soundtrack in my downtime. And um, I, when I was in high school, taught myself many of the words and the meanings behind the words. I would read them, memorize them, etc. Um, and I think the the best one uh, to dance to and to sing along with is Mitva, which is the one where they start. It's the every saint... Um, every saint says if you have courage in your heart and truth that you you're the one that will uh
1: triumph right and they're <laughs> dancing on the rooftops to this song a little bit yeah
4: and it's the up and it's like it's got the best dance um so
1: okay that was mine i i picked me
0: yay! very
1: good uh okay roy what do you have better have
2: the same
3: one as us just kidding
2: so I'm going to go ahead and go with Put Your Arms Around Me by Texas, which is the ending credits song for Ever After. Okay, oh, good. that's a good uh, one. No, that that okay. is good. It, it, it is yeah. kind
1: of the end credits. Um, I noticed it was written by one of the writers is Dave Stewart. And I don't know if it's the same Dave Stewart from Eurythmics or not. I did not research that, so I was curious mm. about that. But it's a good song. Oh, uh, nice. Okay, cool. Uh, Roy, best guest star, please.
2: Sure. Let's go with Grace Singh, who plays Gary.
1: Okay, yeah, she hasn't been in one yeah. before. Welcome
2: to the podcast.
1: Welcome, welcome as a guest. Yeah, yep. okay, um, all right, Crystal guest, you've you've listened to a bunch of these. There's no real rule, but you know you can pick any actor or something as a guest. Who do you got?
4: Oh yeah, uh, I I have a I have a best guest in each film.
1: That's fine. Let, let's hear them. Um, okay, yeah.
4: Okay, um, best guest in Ever After is in fact Princess Gabriella, um, who is credited as oh, Princess yes. Gertrude.
3: <laughs> um, okay. yeah, really because
4: cool. of her sobbing,
3: uh-huh. I—it's iconic. That's well, and good. she's literally a guest in the film. Yes. If you think about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so that that's that good guest. That's a good
1: guest role.
4: Um, for the Boondock Saints, it's definitely a police guy, Greenlee, played by Bob Marley.
1: Okay, oh yeah,
4: because yeah. he just everything he says is so funny.
1: Right, he's and, always wrong every single time. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. wrong. Yeah, that's
4: yeah. Cool. Except when it comes to the one guy with six guns.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was totally right because like what he said was ridiculous like why would one guy just be shooting six guns
4: <laughs> yeah um but then the best i think the best overall though would be um Guran, the uh indian bigfoot oh man he's awesome. he he's so excellent
1: he's pretty good okay uh, my best guest i'm gonna go with ron jeremy from the boondock saints because <laughs> right. uh, yes that is oh ron God. jeremy well and i'm just guessing this is his only guest appearance so therefore like on a well. one and there's movie
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, uh,
1: okay. Crystal, uh, uh, sorry. Okay, I'm gonna go Roy first because I'm curious what you have to say. Um, mm-hmm. Best external recurring character. So, what's an actor or thing that's appeared on another year's mine and theirs movie?
2: Sure. Well, let's do a couple of them. Oh, well, okay. one person, multiple movies. Drew Barrymore for this movie, Scream, and Donnie Darko.
1: Yay! Oh, very good. Okay, a lot of Drew Barrymore representation. Okay, I didn't think of Drew Barrymore. <laughs> very good. Okay, Crystal, do you have one?
3: Uh, we do, Richard. Why don't you share? Um, we picked any Italian mob or or dawn.
1: Okay, right because we remember? watched a yeah. couple Godfather movies. Yeah, so the, okay, the
3: Italian mob in general, or a dawn in Don, the mob. Yeah, yeah
1: so we dons. So this is this is at least the third dawn that we've dealt with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I picked the actor. Uh, I think he's Norwegian actor, Jeroen Krab. Uh he is um Daniel like Drew Barrymore's father in Ever After oh. he is the bad guy in The Fugitive who he accuses oh, wow, in uh, in the ballroom yes yes Oh, Dr. Cool. Richard Campbell, what are you, like, what kind of accent is that? Yeah, that's oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. I saw that
3: live with these two. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah.
0: That, was cool.
1: <laughs> that was a fun Just fight. have to shout out. Yeah. Shout out, yeah. I, 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 I was like, yeah, I got to pick him for that reason. So
2: thank you. Uh, John's kind of dragging his feet on this, but I'm going to be back in town again this July. <gasps> and uh, Yeah. You know, and Crystal can by. come. I'm yeah.
1: going to be there.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs>
1: All right. All right. Uh, you We've guys go ahead decided. with that. I won't be joining you.
2: <laughs> So shall
3: it be written we will be the John co-host. Okay. <laughs> no, that's
1: fine. Okay. No, we'll 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 get it done. We'll we'll do it. Uh, okay. Um, okay, Roy, let's let's have uh, I want to hear your internal recurring character which which, sure. which you know of, across these three films.
2: So in Ever After there's a very distinct class system mm-hmm. and in Lagon, Ooh. we deal with a caste system and, and in The Boondock Saints um, it's classy.
1: it's a it's a crash system
2: yeah
1: (laughs) everyone everyone falls down and yeah
2: well there you go okay um i think i also have uh willem defoe who's in boondock saints and he's also the old lady the beginning of ever after
4: (laughs) 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 the grand dam
0: yeah the grand dam yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's great. Okay.
1: Okay. Crystal Richard, uh, do you have an internal recurring character?
4: Internal recurring thing, rather. That's um, when the prince is about to marry the Spanish princess in Ever After, uh, the priest says, Nomine patriot et Filius Spiritus Sancti. Um, and obviously the Boondock Saints, they say that uh, after each kill, or before each kill? Wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. In nomine patria filia spiritus sancti. So, and that's Whoa. actually like the most memorable uh, quote that I took from that film uh, after watching it as a child.
1: Oh, that's great. Okay. That's a great poll. I didn't think of that at all. Okay. So the exact same Latin phrase. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's a good one. Okay. I just have social justice, Ah. <laughs> which is, uh, yeah, all three of these films deal with that.
4: They sure do, and Europeans. Mm. <laughs> yes.
1: yes. <laughs> Crystal. How about best death? Uh,
3: um, Rocco from the Boondock Saints. Uh, Rocco's death. Yeah. Oh
1: killed in that the one hurt. Oh. That was that horrible. one hurt
3: him and us. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: He didn't have saintly protection of. Yeah. yeah. No, he, didn't well, get, he
2: didn't get dripped on from the ceiling water. Yeah, yeah
3: he was a latecomer <laughs> to the gang, and. Uh, <laughs> He was a goner. He was a red shirt from the start. Yeah. Ugh.
2: Yeah. Also, he shot that that restaurant tour, which it was know, reckless. Yeah, a little reckless. Yeah. You
1: know. right. He right. probably wasn't even Catholic. Well, he probably wasn't.
2: Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh,
1: okay, uh, Roy Bostaph.
2: Yeah, I'm going with uh, the Russian known as Toilet Head. That's mine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Toilet Land. That is head. good. That yeah. is, <laughs> it good. is a good one. <laughs> from at least floor from at least five floors up. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Toilet land on your head. Okay. Uh, Roy, best villain.
2: Uh, honorable mention to Laka's jealousy, which is Ooh. an awful villain, but I'm going to give it to Colonel Russell, who's just an awful, awful, despicable human being.
1: Okay. But, yeah, but he's, he's good at cricket. He is really bad. That should have been mine, but alas, it's not. But I want to hear Crystal's first. What do you have?
4: Um, I said Marguerite. Oh, man. That's, She's rotten.
1: To yeah, the, the, the rotten yeah. sister who's just yeah who just again i i really like ever after for just like it's like yeah i know people like that mm-hmm. who who just like have to have everything their way and they spend all their effort and all their energy just thinking of how they can they can just be above people yeah yeah uh okay my villain i'm going to go with yardley and he is the dreaded mut- mutton chop bowler. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good yeah. one. <laughs> he had some really sinister bowls against the Indian team. In the,
4: and, yeah. and really good grimaces.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, I
4: don't know if he really ever says anything, but his face.
1: He was scowling the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, f- ooh, okay, uh, Crystal and Company, who do you have for hero?
0: Oh, shoot.
3: I say for feminism. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah.
4: Yeah.
3: Due d- d- to due to feminism and woman power, I think Danielle de Barry- ah, Black. Barry- <laughs>
1: Cinderella.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Daniella or
1: Cinderella. <laughs> okay. No, that's good. I almost picked that one. Roy, who do you have?
2: So my honorable mention goes to Guron's mighty beard. Um, but uh, <laughs> my winner is Cinder and Danielia.
1: Yay! Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, from the same movie, I picked uh, the good stepsister Jacqueline. Oh,
3: good. She That's good.
1: overcame her, like the her station. Y- your, yeah, her station, like her. She overcame her, her overbearing her mother. Her plot, you know the 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 place where she belonged plot wise she overcame in mean, every entire, other film too, you know yeah, uh, yeah uh, like uh, uh, what's the word what's the word i'm looking of like um
3: her predestiny
1: her pre like her 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 character placement she overcame her character mm, yeah. placement yeah yeah so, mm-hmm. okay uh roy best goof
2: please okay in ever after when she falls um the shoe stays on her foot, and then it like it, it it cuts right, and then it gets to a different angle of her, and the shoe was like six feet away from her body. <laughs>
1: mm, ugh, terrible.
2: Yeah. Okay, uh, Crystal you, like, Richard? Richard.
4: Um, we did honorable all honorable mention the shoe, um, because it falls off. It seems like it falls off her right foot, and then when the prince gives it to her, he puts it on her left foot. So that's mm. kind of an issue, but. Um, our best goof is, in fact, Utopia, mm. and the fact that it didn't actually exist oh, yeah. yet.
1: That's good. That's <laughs> good. Okay, um, my honorable mention is I can't remember the name of the character in Lagan, but you know he's the one who got really angry um, that like the the British team got in his head, and he he like got out oh, because he got really yeah. angry. Oh, um, yeah, but he is obviously wearing Vidal Sassoon hair gel. Um, oh. like, <laughs> I flat think top. his name is Ismail.
4: Yeah. I think that is that, that is is
1: Ismail? Yeah. Okay, I so. so yeah. I, I don't think Fidel Sassoon hair gel existed during that <laughs> time. Uh okay, but also in Lagan, at one point Gari is speaking and the subtitles say I'm won't tell you and they should have said oh. I won't tell you, but they yeah. say I'm won't tell you. Zero stars. Mm.
3: Okay. Yeah, zero stars. The worst <laughs> translation. Yeah. Uh
1: okay, uh Crystal Company, uh what's your funniest moment? <laughs>
4: Oh, oh Shoot. man. Well Okay, well Honorable mention uh, goalie's first time bowling mm-hmm. in Lagan when he's spinning his arm
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. So
4: every time I laugh. Um but my my favorite LOL moment is actually it's kind of a it's kind of a niche moment. Um but Henry enters into his parents' bedchamber and ever after. He strips open the curtains and King Francis goes off with his head
2: Yes! <laughs>
4: <laughs> and I laugh at that every time I see it.
1: Okay, pretty good. Okay, uh, Roy, laughter.
2: Okay, so honorable mention to Marguerite getting punched in the face. Uh, but I'm, I'm <laughs> going to go with, in Lagon during the rain dance, one of the male dancers is doing the sprinkler, which I oh, guess is wow. apropos. <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow.
2: But I'm not sure the sprinkler had been invented in 1890s, but I thought what? it was pretty funny.
3: Yeah, would they even know the concept of a yeah. sprinkler? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> okay, very good. Okay, my laughter moment is, okay, Rocco just barely goes on a shooting spree. He comes mm. running back into his apartment and say, Pack everything! We gotta go! We gotta get out of town! And he opens up a bag, and what does he pack? He packs a clothes iron and three vinyl records. Yeah. <laughs> oh, although it does come funny. in handy the clothes iron, iron comes in handy later when they use it mm-hmm. to cauterize all their deadly wounds yeah uh, <laughs> True. Okay. uh let's see roy best d minor moment what's the saddest of
2: all keys oh uh, that it made me weep instantly okay there's a brief moment where danielle and her stepmother seem to be connecting and she asks her stepmother if did you ever love me? And the response is, "How can you love a pebble in your shoe?" And mm. It just breaks your heart.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's 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 not that hard. I mean, sometimes there's sometimes pebbles are lovely. They're polished and <laughs>
3: they make you stronger. Yeah. I think you're stretching, John.
1: Maybe I am. You're. <laughs> al- I think you're always going to get that pebble. You're out. right. You're right. Danielle's sucks. I hate her. She's a pebble. <laughs> Uh, Okay, Uh, Crystal, who do you have, or what do you have for sad?
3: Well, I just wanted to bounce off that real quick. An honorable honorable mention might be, in the same vein, uh, the stepmother is looking into Daniel's eyes and says, Oh my gosh, I see a lot of your father in you. And you think it's going to be tender as well. But then it turns out to be like, because you're so managed. you look like like a man. Masculine. Yeah. And a single dad, that's all he could do is make you into a boy. And that's what you are. It hurts. Anyway, but that's not what we picked. Okay. It was actually in the same film, though, when they threw the book. Oh, Marguerite, right? Throws the book into the fireplace, even though she was like, fine, you can steal my dress. Do Do whatever you want to me. Just please don't burn the book. And she did it anyway. Yeah. Oh, no. I hated it, and and she cried and sobbed, and then tried to lunge for it in the fire, and then they're like, "No, you can't even do that. Yeah, you it, can't even burn yourself to get it." It makes yeah. me feel physical pain.
1: Oh, oh.
2: I'm well, very sentimental too. Yeah. So yeah,
1: it it was like the pre publisher version, so there are probably like a lot of typos <laughs> in it. Yeah. Know, if she
2: so. waits like five or ten more years, she'll get a new copy.
3: She'll get a good <laughs> copy, an a actual copy. copy. Yeah. yeah,
2: an edited. Final edition, yeah.
3: Printed so. for, in fact, the first time. She'll be like, What is this? It's not the same thing that I was reading.
1: <laughs> My D minor moment is when Rocco accidentally explodes his cat with bullets. Oh
3: that my was, goodness! But I,
1: th- I thought it was funny. <laughs> that was like LOL for me. I actually like totally blinked and missed it. I'm like, wait, what happened Did this? <laughs> I, I rewatched explode? that scene yeah. twice,
3: and you still miss
1: it. Like- yeah.
2: <laughs> so we we I know. Are you doing what the heck moment next? Because that was my what the heck moment. <laughs> okay, yeah, that
1: movie no, movie
0: that is next. Yeah. <laughs> is
1: is that everybody's what the heck moment?
0: Yeah. <laughs>
3: and okay.
1: also your saddest moment is
3: when they <laughs> did the animal cruelty.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it's I. I mean. I uh, cats are okay. I, I don't like when cats get get hurt.
2: Oh, do you guys like the um, community? Not the community, but community. <laughs> the TV show, the
3: community, yes. Six
2: seasons. Hashtag a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the the zombie episode is one of the best ever. But one of the finest oh. moments in that episode is when someone's just throwing the cat across the screen. <laughs> Like where
1: Anyways. is this cat coming from?
2: Yeah. That was a great moment.
1: Uh
3: it's, it's so good. And a movie, and a movie, and a movie. Yeah.
1: The movie's on its way, I think, on Peak. It, it's been announced. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Just like Boondock Saints 3. Yeah, yeah. Boondock Saints 3. It's all about
1: <laughs> the the Boondock Saints 3.
4: Excuse Maybe me. there's a
1: like a tie-in with Kick Puncher or whatever. <laughs> uh okay, my what the heck moment is In Lagan, and it's during the dance sequence that I kind of talked about earlier, when um, Gari turns into Elizabeth for a moment, Um, which I'm always like surprised and like, oh wow, what is going on here with this love story? And also, they ripped that off from Break Into Electric Boogaloo because that also happens in (gasps) that. Yeah,
2: yeah, they (laughs) did, which predates this movie.
1: Predates it.
3: Oh, Oh. I was gonna mention something real quick Uh when I was looking up. The Boondock Saints on Amazon. I accidentally clicked Boogie Nights, uh-huh. and it's the same movie. It's the same movie. Well, <laughs> it didn't Mark Wahlberg. He was supposed to do Boondock Saints, but then he went to Boogie Nights or something. Anyway, there it's That's all funny. relative. It That's all, so funny. yeah. Anyway. I, I did
1: read that <laughs> at trivia. Yeah, they tried to get Mark Wahlberg, but yeah, he was he was doing Boogie Nights. I guess uh, probably the right choice. Boogie Nights is more generally well guarded than Boondock. I mean, he he probably would have gotten a... I mean, it would have been cool, actually, to see... Well, I don't know. I kind of like these two guys.
3: Yeah. He's still famous either way.
1: Right, right. And and also, like, uh, I can't remember which guy's which, but I think the older brother... Well, the blonde brother, who kind of acts older, he kind of makes most of the decisions. That's Young Indiana Jones. Right? You guys used to watch that? The...
3: The Young
1: Indiana Jones?
3: Like... I yes, Oh I, yes. Yeah. I, I watched them on VHS. Somehow. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. kind of a fun yeah.
1: TV show. He was young Indiana Jones, yeah. so. Uh, okay. Did everybody say the what the heck moment?
3: Yeah, I think so. It was the cat.
1: Okay. Okay. Cool.
3: <laughs> what color was it? Do you even know? Did you care about your cat?
1: <laughs> what was the cat's name? Yeah.
4: I will shoot myself right now if you can tell me that cat's name. <laughs>
1: Uh, okay, uh, Crystal Company. What's the best scene?
4: Oh, best, best scene. scene. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. This is gonna. This is gonna probably surprise you. But um, my favorite scene is actually when Willem Dafoe, uh, Agent S- S- Smekker, Smekler, Um, he yeah. is narrating what occurs in the house of like the boogeyman dude yeah, uh, yeah. right next to mcmanus and rocco
1: right um, like he is in the scene he's like in, in the, the flashback mm-hmm. talking yeah, and mm-hmm.
4: he's narrating it and he's acting it alongside them yeah um sans guns um and then it culminates in that epic there was a firefight <laughs> moment
0: yeah.
4: and um that just hands down every time that that scene is so epic
1: okay yeah. i can't believe this that's my scene too that's exactly really? what yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: oh you guys are so smart yeah
1: no we've been we've been doing a lot of that okay uh roy <laughs> what's your incorrect scene
2: um when bouvan confesses his love to Gowrie.
1: oh yeah, that's
2: what that was cute a lot less people got killed in that scene
0: yeah uh,
3: just yeah. A, just a <laughs> yeah just a little yeah just a little heart yeah. Right. Some sometimes people say I look like Willem Dafoe and I'm not sure if it's a compliment. <laughs> uh-huh.
4: Maybe it's the hair. You look I look like a grand like dame. dame. It could be the hair. Oh the grand dame. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank
3: you.
1: Uh okay, Roy, best actor, please.
2: Sure. Well, honorable mention to uh the actor who made the most of their thirty seconds, which is the Princess of Spain.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: um but I'm gonna go ahead and give it to Angelica Houston.
4: <gasps> No oh, way! That was our answer. Is it yours?
2: <laughs> oh. Yes! <laughs> I love yeah.
1: Angelica Houston. Me? Too. She's, yeah. I almost picked her for a current character, too, because um, uh-huh. she was she in Crimson Misdemeanors. But she is great. Always, always a great acting job. But that's not who I picked. Ooh. I picked a man named Ben Nealon, and he plays Lieutenant Smith, the kind of sniveling underling. Yeah. Uh, to the captain mm-hmm. he has this the mustache and he has like mm-hmm. when his mouth is closed he still has his gigantic teeth just showing like his like resting <laughs> okay. face just shows his massive teeth and he's just sniveling. <laughs> yeah
0: i
3: remember so, him
1: excellent teeth acting ben nemo <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, okay uh roy best titular line what was the best time mm-hmm. a line uh, the name of the movie is actually said in the movie Sure, ready. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you
2: realize, Captain Russell, that we could have on our hands a bloody situation where there'll be cricket matches happening all over the damn subcontinent in order to cancel the bloody Lagan?
1: Okay, very. Good. That's,
2: that's because Lagan means taxes. Yeah,
1: Lagan means that,
2: taxes.
4: Yes. Was that quote actually spoken in the English in the film? Yes. Yeah? Wow. Amazing.
2: He doesn't say Legan, though. He says taxes. I'm I'm substituting words. Oh, okay. You're (laughs) likening that line. It's the
3: same (laughs) meaning. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, okay. I partially translated. Okay, Crystal, Richard, do you have a titular line?
3: I think so. So in Ever After, there's a couple of them that might work for it, but I'm going to go with... And while Cinderella and her prince did live happily ever after, <laughs> the point is, gentlemen, that they lived, okay. I feel like that's a close, right? Yeah, no,
1: that's great. no, that's that fits it perfectly, yeah, okay. even though th- they didn't say, although they did live. Happily ever after, a Cinderella, a Cinderella story. story.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: um, colon. Yeah. Uh, okay, so mine. Uh, I guess the colon should be in here, but I have, and this was actually said. Well, at least according to IMDb. Besides having to pay triple Lagan, he was transferred to the Central African desert.
4: And that's just <laughs> like at like the idea.
1: end. At the end of uh, Lagan. Yeah.
4: Oh. Can, can I honorable mention? Yeah. Um, there is a song uh and it's it's like a chant and it just feels really epic and it is in Lagan and and it basically means my brothers abolished tax, but it's like Rebeya Chute Lagon and it just like keeps going over
2: and over again and it builds. Uh, um That's and the it, chant it's, at the at the cricket match, right? So yeah, instead of like
4: Yeah, it happens during the cricket match. Yeah. Um and it's it's uh if you were to like look it up on Spotify or somewhere else, um, it is called Once Upon a Time. In, in, in India it's like it's Colin the title of the song is just Lagon um, so anyway uh, I love the way that it builds um, and it, it you, they say Lagon so many times in the film it was hard to pick one
0: mm-hmm.
1: nice okay good honorable mention on mention mm-hmm. mm-hmm. okay uh, let's see okay Crystal Richard okay best just quote in general the, the best line
4: oh I have the right answer
1: <laughs> okay okay <laughs>
4: Yeah. Um, I and you all will agree with me. I promise. I, th- I think Aww. it's
1: mine. I, I bet it's mine. Go ahead. Okay.
4: Well, it's in the boondock scene. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he goes, Chekhov. Yes. Well, this here is McCoy. We find a Spock. We've got ourselves an away
1: team. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <Yay! laughs> Yes, excellent. Okay, nice work. Nice work. Richard's taught you well.
4: <laughs> as soon as that happened, I was like, "Oh my gosh, what a wonderful coincidence!"
1: Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I, I thought I thought the exact same thing. So that's what I went with. Okay, Roy, what's your answer?
2: It's not that. Oh ah. Roy. Uh, no. so, because, um, yeah. Okay, sorry, sorry, I let you down. <laughs> anyway, from the gun, it's. Hey, Gowrie, there's only one house in the village with a neem tree in the yard. There's also a big field beside it. There's some chickens, two cows, and three goats, and I know whose house that is. It's mine, you silly girl. Yeah. One thing before you go, mother likes you too. Huh. And yeah. that's basically, he just proposed. That was a proposal. Yeah, it
4: was. was. And it was cute. It was really cute. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay, it's time for Oh, lines. another great line, oh, though. sorry, it's not
2: is is where danielle <laughs> says referring to her dress that is my mother's and marguerite says yes and she's dead
1: oh <laughs> i like that one yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay uh roy let's hear your let's hear the winning existing tagline and your new taglines for the films
2: oh shoot okay, okay. so my favorite tagline is desire defy escape i would have picked that but
1: i couldn't read it it was too
2: small (laughs) so what they needed was a third d like desire defy escape, or something i I know know, yeah
1: i kind of thought i i couldn't read it fully i'm like is that desire but i can tell that the last one is escape and so that yeah you need the three d's
2: okay so forever after uh my tagline would be disclaimer mummer's dance is not featured in this film um,
3: yes, because of the trailer, right?
2: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it was like a big part of the promotion. <laughs> it, and it, that song became so popular because it was associated
3: with Ever After yeah. and and vice versa.
1: Which it's song? Not, I had no idea. Yeah.
2: Mummer's Dance.
1: I don't remember that song.
2: Okay. Go it was YouTube in the tra- Dance trailer. So You'll remember yeah. it. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah.
4: I'll have to go back and watch the trailer.
2: Okay. That's All a right, good one. The, the Boondock Saints, Sucks to be Bad Guys, and <laughs> Lagon, the Greatest Cricket Movie Ever Made. So. <laughs>
1: Those, yeah, yeah. So we do all of them. Okay, yeah. Okay, so you guys. Oh, sorry. Did you guys do one of them? Is that no? We did, no, no I, we did all. I did all. did all of them. Okay. 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 <laughs> all right. Go ahead. Go ahead with the uh, the one that exists, and then your new ones.
4: Uh the the best one that exists. Yeah. Is uh definitely desire defy defoe. Oh, wait. I'm <laughs> sorry. <Just> escape.
1: <laughs> okay, that, that can count as, as one of yours. Okay, <laughs> yeah. um,
4: and for Ever After, uh, we have The Actually Real, Definitely Historically Accurate Story of the French-English-American Cinderella. <laughs> uh, for Boondock Saints, it is Organized Crime Has Got Nothing on Two Lucky Irishmen. Mm. Mm. Yes. And uh, for Legon, have you ever watched a full three-day cricket match?
2: <laughs> I know Great. I have. Very good. Oh. You have now, yeah. I like
1: how you put the luck of the Irish in there. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, that, I, sh- I should have worked in the luck of the Irish. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so for mine, my favorite existing tagline is the one for the Boondock Saints, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, which I guess isn't a tagline. I guess it's just quoting. Uh, but, well, you know, it's, good. it's kind of menacing.
4: Epic. Oh,
1: yeah. Okay, my Ever After tag. Ain't no talking mice in this, Cinderella. Yeah, my Boondock Saints tagline. When the Saints go marching in, the blood will spill. Yes. All right. That's good. (laughs) Lagan. Lagan. Yes, that's exactly what this movie does. It lags on and on and on.
0: (laughs) Oh, on
3: and on. Does anybody know why we are watching this?
1: (laughs) Okay, uh, special Crystalist Awards. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the Crystalist scene, Roy, what do you think? (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> uh, i'm gonna go with fighting slash having dinner with the gypsies in uh ever after
1: oh mm. okay uh i'm gonna i'll i'll go next so we can hear uh crystal scene at the end uh, i'm gonna go with fiddle getting accidentally tied up in rope in the ventilation system and the falling through the ceiling and shooting <coughs> all the
3: um i'll i'll pitch mine real quick uh, okay yeah it's same as Roy's, kind of, but like specifically throwing the prince over your back and carrying him away. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, we didn't talk about that in Ever After. That's, that's, yes. a, that's, a, that's one of the big fan favorite scenes when the gypsies, right? The evil gypsies who are... Actually, I kind of have a problem with that scene because I'm like, I don't know why they didn't just kill him. And then they show up later and they're all cool. I don't know. I don't like those people. But, uh, you know, they say, hey, you can leave with whatever you can carry out. And she carries out her man. And that's kind of cool.
4: So funny. Yeah. That was okay. a good LOL moment.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Uh, uh, okay. But Crystal. Oh, Crystal. Yeah. We haven't heard your scene.
3: What's your Crystal
1: scene? Oh,
4: my most Crystal scene. Oh, that's really difficult.
1: I, I actually didn't prepare an answer for this one.
4: Um,
0: uh, Just off the, the cuff.
4: Yeah, oh. we'll say it's probably, uh... <laughs> She's Danielle is swimming and um, Da Vinci surprises her, and then when they're coming out of the lake, she slips and she goes, "Oh, be careful! It's quite slippery there."
0: (laughs) That's good. That's 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 literally crystal.
1: (laughs) I get it. I get it. (laughs) Very good.
4: Like just stating the obvious. uh, Wherever I go.
1: (laughs) Yes. Okay. Uh, Okay, Roy. Let's do you again. Best crystal character.
2: Yeah, well, um, the Grand Dom, but, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and say, um, we're, I'm, it's Danielle. I'll give Danielle to Crystal. Oh, mm-hmm. good. Thank you.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to give Jacqueline to Crystal. I like oh, that. Better. She did say yeah. she was only here for the food. I did. <laughs> you said that I did. at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Your <laughs> thing. Perfect. Okay. Uh, okay. Richard, do you have a pitch for character?
3: Uh, I was going to say Danielle, but I yeah, but I also like Jacqueline too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So anybody that's not Angelica Houston or yeah. her daughter, <laughs> the bad daughter.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the Italian mob boss then.
4: Yeah, 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 Camilla.
2: Ron Jeremy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, okay, all right, uh, Crystal. What's the correct answer?
4: Uh, it is in fact a uh, police officer, Greenlee greenly you like greenly freaking guy okay (laughs) uh
1: yeah he was right about the one man with six guns yeah it's hard to be (laughs) right about that but he he got it okay uh crystal you remain silent for this last crystal one but uh roy what do you think is the crystallist movie
2: Well, based on the fact that she just confessed to us that she spent 70% of last month watching this movie multiple times, I'm going to say Lagan.
1: Colon, a story of India, an India
2: tale of of India's true (laughs) storyness.
1: Cricket. Webster defines cricket as, yeah, that's the title of the movie. Okay, I don't know. Uh, Okay, I'm going to go with uh, Ever After is The Crystalist. Okay, Richard, Mm -hmm. what do you think?
3: I'll go with Ever After as well. Oh, good I call,
1: good call. I feel good yeah. about my pick now. Okay, well, let's just go ahead and do rankings, please. Okay, uh, Crystal Incorporated, could you please give us your third favorite of your three favorite movies?
3: Um, In third place, that is The Boondog Saints.
1: Okay. I- is that what you wanted right. to hear? No, okay. that's <laughs> no. I I wanted to hear that. That's that's totally fine.
2: I uh, kind of wanted that to be your favorite film. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just like
3: against all
2: odds. Yeah. It was yeah. a difficult.
3: It was a difficult rank
2: for sure. Okay, <laughs> my number three is also the Boondock Saints.
1: Uh, okay, uh, my number three is. It's Lagon, you guys.
0: Oh, oh the runtime. <laughs> I got you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know if if I sorry, I, I it's really good. I have one complaint about it. It hasn't been mentioned yet, but it is uh it's so long, you guys. <laughs>
3: yeah. It's never been talked about it's, today. At it's all. a
1: really yeah, it's just it's just yeah, it just uh, <laughs> it's so yeah, long. sorry. And it had no dance number at the end. I'm like, what? Uh, what a ripoff. That
3: is disappointing. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
2: Zero stars.
1: Yes. That made, it, okay. that made
3: it the worst. <laughs>
1: yeah. All right, swinging back to me, my number two favorite of these uh, is also Lagon, because it's so long. Bled, <laughs> oh, bled no. over into number two. Okay, fine. <laughs> Just kidding. My number two is the Boondock Saints.
2: Oh, that's okay. so cute, John. Oh, yeah. So my number two then is Ever After.
1: Wow. Oh, wow. oh
4: interesting.
1: Okay, so we get the full reveal um, Crystal Incorporated. What's uh, your number so two? I,
4: I did rank them a specific way, but I knew that I would be kind of making a game time decision.
1: Uh-huh. Um,
4: I think, however, I'm going to keep it this way. Mm. Um, and my number two, ugh, it, hurt, it hurts me to say this, um, but my number two is Lagon.
1: Oh, it doesn't hurt me at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, your number one... Your number one is Ever After, as My is mine. One, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think, uh, again, Ever, Ever really? After, I think it ages well after a week somehow. No. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, uh, but Roy, Lagan is your favorite movie, I think, because of that's volume. That's good.
2: I think Ever After probably could have been better if it was an hour longer.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and if, if it had musical numbers. If, uh, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, an hour yeah. Laganer. So, um, I no, I really right. enjoyed I really enjoyed Lagan. It is. It is really long. It is exceptionally long. Um, but uh, and so that being the case, I probably won't watch it three times next month.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, but
2: uh, but I really enjoyed it.
3: And it is really good. I, I think, only yeah. I had a dinner break in between, and it was
2: digestible. Mm. <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, okay, let's so
1: let's hurry and do future business, please.
2: Yeah. All right. Let's, you guys ready? Okay, let me go ahead and uh, I'm at the poll. So the next set of movies we're doing in two weeks is wrestling movies and nothing has changed since I refreshed it. Okay, so what has been – I haven't seen – this is the highest volume of voting I think we've ever had for a movie. That's amazing. (laughs) Crystal.
1: Oh, my gosh. Also, I think this is the uh, first time we've come out from under the boot heel of your brother's (laughs) voting block. (laughs)
2: <laughs> okay we're watching nacho libre that's the fan oh,
1: thank goodness. i picked this that was, one this i voted a, for that one this was a, a stressful poll
2: <laughs> so john you are also you picked that one as well you've never seen it before
1: uh no i've never seen nacho libre
3: wow. i've can never I, seen it either can can it I has suggest, napoleon dynamite Can i suggest
2: energy. to all of you guys that you take the time to watch it twice
3: Of course
4: we'll watch it twice. I mean, I probably will. Because the first time
2: I watched Nacho Libre, like I thought that was pretty dumb. And then I was hanging out with my brothers and they wouldn't stop quoting it. And I'm like, okay, we're going to watch this again. And I now have a different opinion, a wild and different opinion. I promise
1: I will watch it one half time.
2: Okay, there
1: you go. Wait, in like two times speed?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Crystal, (laughs) uh, you now get to choose a wrestling movie.
3: Okay,
4: I... Uh, I believe that you have not done this one. If you have, I've got another choice. Okay, good. Okay. Um, but ha- have you done Win Win?
1: I've never even heard of Win Win. No, Giamatti. no, the Paul Giamatti movie. No, yeah. no we have not done. Okay,
4: one. we're doing that one.
2: Okay, <laughs> nice okay.
1: work. Okay, way to
2: pull. Describe a... this movie to me. Like, what kind of movie is Win Win?
4: He, he, uh, Paul Giamatti is a wrestling coach. He's kind of down and out. Uh, not great health. Older. Becomes a wrestling coach, takes in a troubled youth.
2: Okay. Is it a is it like a comedy? Would you call it a comedy?
4: I haven't uh, seen it yet.
2: Oh, you've no. never seen it. Nope. I think I've no, in seen fact, it. I think in I've fact, seen it.
4: All I did watch the trailer though, and all all of them, it was the one that excited me the most. Um, because I watched a lot of different wrestling movie trailers. Nice. The only wrestling movie I have seen is uh Fighting with My Family, and because I'd already seen it, I didn't want to pick it.
1: That, that's fine okay. fighting with my family is pretty good early the Q and everything that's fine that's, yeah.
2: that's, that's so i've been, never yeah. seen fighting with my family um so yeah, i i i think i think i would have been tempted to pick fighting with uh my family um if something else had been if you had chosen something else and if nacho libre hadn't won mm-hmm. Ooh. Um,
1: yeah that's actually so, that's what i was going to ask if if takedown beat nacho libre would we definitely be watching nacho libre
2: i would, I would hope picked so Nach- i wouldn't have picked nacho libre oh yeah.
3: i love nacho libre
2: that's i've seen funny. it and also my fear john is that you're gonna hate it and i don't know how uh-huh. I'll do it with- watch it uh, let me
1: alleviate you your fears times. you know i'll hate it like you know i will <laughs> yeah
2: that's probably true <laughs> just like okay. watch
1: it
3: so, so fast many so times
2: I, s- <laughs> I saw well i'm watching the trailer right now to win-win <laughs> okay I-, I watched the trailer for peanut butter falcon oh, and yeah. i don't it looks really good. I don't know if I'm emotionally prepared for a movie like that right now. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go with starring Rowdy Roddy Piper, Body Slam from 1986.
1: Okay, yeah. good. This is a good assortment. Um, good. Also, Peanut Butter Falcon, I um, uh, don't like it. I don't like it. So really? No, I, I like
4: thought it was fine. Yeah. But I, I, it's a movie that I watched once and don't know I'd watch again.
3: Is it okay. fine, like the the gifs that Roy keeps sending us? Fine, <laughs>
2: fine,
0: it's fine. fine.
2: Oh, so John sent me the Emma Stone fine gif a couple years ago, and now that's my only response <laughs> to any.
1: Yeah, we've pretty much been copying ever. and pasting it back and forth for. I years. love it. Yeah. I
2: love it. Okay, all right. Well, moving on. So we will have uh, after that the next category. So we're not uh, there weren't any categories voted on because John. Uh, we have a, our next guest is bringing her three movies that mean just the world to her. And I'm certain they'll be wonderful. But then she has to do community service. Right. And the randomly chosen category for community service. This is for Marie. For Marie. Marie, there's a 30%, 33% chance you will have to do dirty cop movies. Oh, wow. That's the random choice.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Okay. My pick is, I'm calling it again and again and again, And this is where it's a movie that has been redone three times. And I'm not talking about franchise reboots because that's no good. I'm talking about like, like a Star is Born, which has been done four times. Or as you uh, so Cinderella, you could have the animated version. You could do Slipper in the Rose, and you could do, um, you could do the Lily James version and the Camilla Cabello version. So Mm -hmm. anyway, so the point is, if it wins, then we pick, like, the vote won't be on a specific movie, but on a Set of movies. By the oh. way, uh, as I was looking through possibilities, I thought maybe there's like five or six movies out there that have been done three times. Well, I found about twenty-one, um, and The Three Musketeers, I think, has been done eight times. Ooh, um, oh, wow! People love that movie, that story. I guess. Anyway, that's it. I don't expect it to win because um, Dirty Cop movies, I think, will get a lot of votes. But John, what is your <laughs> category? Okay, so it is my
1: it is my category. It's your pick. Okay, uh, I I wanted to. Meal tickets again. But we just did that. I'll, I'll give that a go another time. We can watch my dinner with Andre some other time. Uh, I'm going to pick Bosom Buddies, I think, uh, because oh. Willem Dafoe got me all uh, <laughs> primed up to watch Men in Drag. So, uh, well, I guess not Men in Drag, just Dressed in Drag. So just yeah. Dressed in Drag movies. So uh, you have, for example, Victor, Victoria, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, Glen or Glenda. So, yeah, let's do Dressed in Drag stuff.
2: Oh, man. If you have any reason to watch Glen or Glenda that works fine for me so all right well them's the movies and that's the future of business and, awesome. uh, that pod- and that is the podcast that is the podcast okay
1: okay thank you both we had some technical issues but i think it went well um crystal these are your three these three movies define who you are and uh i don't know <laughs> do you feel satisfied with the way it went
4: i i'm more than satisfied
1: Okay. Good. Okay. Mm-hmm. I always worry, you know, with, you know, you're a new friend of ours and I always worry, you know, that like maybe, um, you know, maybe you didn't get, you know, it wasn't satisfactory and, and we didn't get it quite the same way you do. But I like to yeah. think no. I, we know you just and a little bit better and this is a great way it to get to know great. you. Yeah. It really
2: I worry that you're great. disappointed that the podcast only barely went half as long as Lagon. <laughs> <laughs>
4: it was it 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 was okay i won't hold it
3: against you this time okay no holds barred
1: (laughs) cool all right well uh all four of us are going to gather together again two weeks from now to talk wrestling movies again the movies are nacho libre win-win and body slam yes (laughs) so uh that's that uh any last words
2: um date it's been a pleasure you guys and uh uh thanks for the movies crystal uh introducing us to a couple new movies it was awesome and uh can't wait to see you guys in a couple weeks yep cool okay we'll yeah. see you soon all right
1: cool don't say goodbye say good journey bye, bye.
3: journey bye
0: <laughs>
1: Boy is the special guest, Richard, you're the specialer guest, and Crystal, you're the specialist guest. Yes. Uh, Okay, cool. All right, well, if you guys are ready, I'm ready. I'll just lose my stern voice partway through.